This is the unofficial One Piece podcast, episode 292 for the week of Monday, October 28th, 2013. My name is Zach. And my name is Ed. And my name is Steve. On today's episode, uh, we have one guest with us, and his name is Firecrouch. Hey, Firecrouch. Oh, yay! I'm so happy to be here. Well, Why did that, you go right into Firecrouch or Paul Bearer? <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> Uh, we have a really packed show, and it's it, there's no manga recap this week, but we're going to bring you everything cool and special we could give you for a week off. Uh, first off, we have uh, thanks to Steve, we have an interview with Stephanie Young. Ed, you were you were there as well, right? Indeed, she's a she's a fascinating lady. What what do you have to tell us about it? Where was it taken? Uh, oh, in uh, early, oh, I guess that was still in September. And in, where uh, was it? Mid September at the Warbin Park Hotel in uh, Washington D.C. For what? <laughs> Anime USA. Thank that's you. Oh, yeah. okay. um, you got cut off, I guess. But yeah, okay. Anime USA. Uh, so really cool. Uh, Steph- this is uh, Stephanie Young's first uh, interview with us on the podcast proper. We talked to her on Anime Fans Give Back. Uh, really excited. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to listen to that interview. Um, we also have a one-hour Piece Together segment, and that's because we did a call-in show this week. Uh, we took your questions, comments, and theories live. You guys called us, and we answered it, As and you guys got to talk to us. It's fun. We do it a couple times a year. So uh, if you missed this one, don't worry. We'll have another one. Uh, and this time and in the future, we will be announcing it before it happens, probably a few days before. Um so I hope you guys enjoy that. There's lots of cool little special guests, uh, so make sure to listen to that. Um, now, to some of our announcements for today. Uh, we, for the fourth year in a row, have been nominated for a podcast award for Best Entertainment Podcast. Yay! Yay! Oh, my God. Now I can change my resume. It says four-time podcast award nominated. <laughs> uh, I want to make it three times nominated and one-time winner. So yes. uh, I want to tell you guys what to do to make sure that we win this year. And we really, really do. I mean, obviously, every year uh, we want to represent One Piece in the anime community and win this award for all of us. Um, but this time, we th- let's do it. We've done this four times. We could do it this time. Uh, it starts, the uh, final nomination period starts on November 4th. First, and it goes, I believe, through November 15th. And the goal here, they're testing to see how devoted you are. Um, you have to vote every single day. So you get up, you vote for the One Piece podcast, and then you could go and do what you want to do for the rest of the day. Um, now, we're up against some pretty big podcasts this year, so make sure to uh, represent. We're going to be tweeting, Facebooking, and talking about it on the podcast. You will get sick of us talking about it, but... Um, it, it'll be worth it if uh, if we win. Um, it's also going to be in Las Vegas at the same time as Odevacan Vegas, so hopefully we could even make it there and do both. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. Um, also, what else is going on? We have a survey out right now. Um, we do a quarterly survey here on the One Piece podcast to see, uh, you know, what you think our uh, what you think could make our website and podcast uh, better, and some general. Uh, you know, one piece questions because we're interested in, uh, you know, your guys's one piece experience. So, uh, I, I was thinking, thinking we could go through some of the results right now if you guys want. Yeah. Okay. Um, well let's go with some of the general one piece, uh, stuff first. And, uh, then we could get into some more specifics. 
first, uh, the question, uh, the first question here is how would, um, I'm sorry, how do you read One Piece? Uh, we have 28%, we'll go in order actually, 35% still do read scanlations, 28% uh, read it online at Weekly Shonen Jump, and 25% uh, read the volumes or the Tankoban, and uh, the final 10% read it in print. I assume that means they are in Japan or they do not know what I meant by imprint. Because um, <laughs> I'm realizing that's an that's, actually um, very large number. It's it's 26 people. Still a good good number of legal readers. Yeah. Um, Wait, so how much percent were scanlations? 35% versus mm. 28% uh, for online at Weekly Shonen Jump. Plus, mm. if you but the thing is, if you add together the legal ways, it's uh, 75%. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sixty-five. It's it's definitely getting better. Um, I think you know people want to like they they deliberately want to support the official release now. They I think a lot of anime fans had a reputation of not caring whether it was legal or not. I think it's changing now because I think people are valuing the importance and quality of an official release, and it's only going to get better from here. And we have Steven doing it, who, yeah. and, and then he comes on the podcast and actually goes through the thought process of the translation. So even if you do disagree, you could go right to him and say, yeah, it's, I disagree it's, with that. You know, it's easy to rationalize the terribleness of some of the old scanlations when they're your only option. You're like, yeah, this, this is good enough. Yeah, this works. But when you read Steven's translation and it comes out, you know, the Monday when it's officially released in Japan and it's officially released here, I don't think... Then again, that 35% may all be, I mean, thinking optimistically, the 35% may be all overseas uh, listeners who don't have access to Weekly Shonen Jump. Maybe Although, English uh, isn't in their first language. Jump. Uh, what That's else? true. I was going to say Jump is in many English-speaking territories now, as yeah, of it, uh, a little while ago. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, they, they might not even be there. So uh, well, it's first, first, make sure – I don't know all the countries off the top of my head. So uh, go and make sure that it's not legally available. It's so damn cheap. It's $25. I mean, I trust me, I am pretty broke at the moment, and I still could afford Weekly Shonen Jump. I am um... – I think I, I think on the top of my head, the countries are um, that besides USA and Canada are UK, New Zealand, Australia, Ireland, um, South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah, yeah, those are the ones I know off the top of my head. I so think there are others as well. So yeah, yeah make sure make sure to check it yeah. out. The better it does in those countries and in this country, um, the more likely it is it'll come to your country if you don't have it yet. Um, and I, I really do see. Even in the near future, simultaneous worldwide official releases, I, I think it's more possible than it's ever been. Um, it's yeah. actually, well, with the competitor of Shueisha, it's already going to happen. Like, if you know about, that's what I mean when I say things are going to get better. Like, we're, I mean, even Kodonsha, I don't know if you've heard, is teaming up with Crunchyroll to release simul chapters for free, which Shonen Jump doesn't have. But eventually, I think... This is kind of a good thing because competition is basically, you know... The dri- drives the price down. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. driving everything. So this might eventually affect Viz, and Viz might have to respond by doing something similar. So it's like the manga industry At in the general. same time, you, only get, yeah. you could only get the most recent chapter, I think it is, for free, and back chapters you have to pay for in Crunchyroll. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, like, it's a model... And it's not download to own. 
Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, like, it's a model Crunchyroll's been using for anime, and they're trying it with manga, and it's worked for anime, so hopefully... I mean, this is the thing people want... No, we fully support that as well. There's some good stuff coming out on there, like Space Brothers and Attack on Titan and some others. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And they're going to supposedly have 50 titles by next summer they're planning. Nice. Um, Okay, well, let's go back through the survey. Are there any other other good questions? Yeah, yeah. Uh, First... uh, Similar to the last question, how do you watch One Piece? Uh, I'll go from lowest to highest this time. Uh, Twenty-one. Uh, I'm sorry. Fifteen percent watch on Hulu. Twenty-one percent watch fan subs. Twenty-three percent watch on Tsunami every Saturday night at one. And thirty-nine percent watch it on One Piece official. So again, if you add those together, that is eighty-five percent of our listeners watch it legally. Uh, which is even which is twenty percent more than read it legally. So that's that's also really good to see. And uh, anime seems to usually be ahead of the curve with this kind of stuff over manga. Manga seems to be kind of following behind. So I think in like three or four years we'll see similar statistics for manga. Um, how long I'm have not- you been watching or reading One Piece? Uh, Firecrusher, you have. I'm actually like because I mean it's also like I that was a good set of options. I'm wondering because One Piece is available in other. Outlets like I wonder how it does on VizAnime.com and Neon Alley, and another thing is I hope One Piece will eventually make it to Netflix because that'll be even bigger for. I, I, well, I think even uh, Josh has said on this podcast that they're trying to get it on Netflix. Yeah, I um, um I yeah. actually talked to Josh at Anime Expo, and he said you know it's all a matter of you know is it worth it for Netflix? So hopefully, keep supporting One Piece in other places, and maybe Netflix will see the value in picking up One Piece. And we'll have Josh on again soon, and we'll uh, we usually have him. We're going to have him on, I think, one or two times a year. So uh, we'll ask him a little bit more about how that's going. Um, okay, so next question is how long have you been reading or watching One Piece? I won't go through all of these, but the, the winner with 25% was 10 to 15 years, which I was a little surprised oh. about. I, this is our listener base, remember, so it makes a little more sense, but still. Uh, in second was uh, five to six years. And that was at twenty four percent. Not as many for less than a year. Not many for less than a year, and definitely not many for more than fifteen years, because that means you started at the beginning. Um, <laughs> if Greg voted in this poll, then he put, oh no, he probably put ten to fifteen actually. Yeah, uh, he started at Arlong. Um, but we do. I know we do have some listeners who started at the beginning. Uh, this one I needed to ask: uh, if you have asked your friends to get into One Piece, what is their response? Um, like, what excuse do they give, essentially? Uh, 41% say it's too long. 11% say it's we- weirdly drawn. 2% just don't like shonen. 4% say a variety of other things. Uh, 20%, though, s- listen, and they actually watch One Piece, and 19% of our listeners don't ask other people. You should ask other people to watch. I don't know. I, um, I wanted to say that... Um... If this is if this survey was taken before One Piece has taken off like it has and is slowly taking off more over the these years, like I think the whole art style thing would have been a lot higher. I feel like the art style argument has gotten a lot more trivial as One Piece has gotten more popular. Yeah, because and more you people, can tell yeah. by these results too. Yeah, like people don't care anymore. I think people anime fans have like. I don't want to say more sophisticated, but I mean they've become more exposed to different things as they've gotten older and. 
after a while you say like, hey, you know what? It's a it's a cartoon or it's an anime. You know, it doesn't have to look a certain way. I mean, look at Attack on Titan, for example, which has done very well and probably will do very well. That looks like nothing else. That has a weird art yeah. style, but I mean, actually, I heard Attack on Titan when it first came out here. It actually wasn't selling well, which it makes sense to me because even though I liked it from the beginning, I was aware that it has a weird art style. You can tell it's done by a new artist, but the, and the anime came out and people saw and said, hey, this is really cool. They, it's a bestseller now, basically. Well, I mean, from what I could tell and from what I've seen and read, the anime is significantly better than the manga, too. Yeah. Uh, for that specific show. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, is that's that go it through for the survey? Do you want me to go through a few more? If you don't, I'll stop. Um, you, I mean, how about like one? How many are there? You can like maybe one more. There's at least. a bunch. Um, I'll I'll do uh I'll do one more, um, and that is how caught up are you? Ninety one percent of our fans are caught up with the manga. Uh, that makes me happy. There four, we go. Four percent are caught up with the anime. And you can get off my ass about spoiling things now. Well, three percent are caught up with tsunami, and I read some specific comments, and they said, "Stop spoiling my ass on things." Damn it. <laughs> uh, so right. it, it, it's hard, but the, it's not. And Ed, we can't really think of it like this. Ninety-one um, percent of our fans are, you know, know what's happening. So whatever, that's fuck it. Uh, we also want to bring in new fans, so we have to be a little careful. Um, that's- but that's why we have segments. That's why we have segments. Mm-hmm. The Piece Together segment, I'm sorry to say, it will always be spoilery. Uh, yeah. So tread lightly when you go in there, not to take a... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah we know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, anime recap, we at least try and keep that you know, up to the anime. The manga recap, obviously, is up to the manga. Tsunami recap, we try and keep that up with Tsunami. Sometimes it's difficult, though, because we get excited and we want to talk about things that happen. But we're... We'll try and, you know, keep it a level discussion. Um, I think that's everything. So uh, we have an anime recap, tsunami recap, call-in show, Stephanie Young interview, and why don't we get into the news first. Ready, Fire Crouch? Oh, yeah! That was not creepy at all. Everybody, it's time for the news, and this is actually um, a good news week because we don't have like a long laundry list of stuff, but the stuff we have is actually in a variety. We have video game news, numbers news, um, merchandise news. So let's get on with it. Um, the first story, I didn't put any comedic spin on it because there's not much to say except what I have to say is like big news. But I'm just, the, the reason I'm whatever. I'm gonna let ANN explain it myself. That was stupid. Okay. According to what Anime happened? News, <laughs> One Piece manga has 300 million copies in print. I'm reading this off of AnimeNewsNetwork.com. 72nd volume of Ichiro to Pirate series ships in Japan on Friday. So there you go. 72nd volume comes out on Friday. That's news here. Um, 100, the 181st issue of Shueisha's Comics News Digital Magazine announced on Monday that once the 72nd volume of Ichiro Oda's One Piece manga ships on Friday, the manga will have 300 million copies in print. The announcement notes it is an unprecedented achievement and reads, thank you to all the bookstore employees who kept the manga selling. In comparison, as of February 2012, Dragon Ball 
had sold approximately 156.6 million. So that means we doubled Dragon Ball sales. Yeah, and Naruto is 126.5 million. But obviously, Naruto is nowhere near as big as Dragon Ball and One Piece in Japan. But still, they're both pretty big. And to see that One Piece just absolutely dwarfs them is pretty incredible. Not only that, it's just incredible as a book series in general. I was actually wondering, you know, One Piece is hailed as, you know, and quite obviously, you know, doesn't need explaining, best-selling manga series of all time. I'm wondering, is it, like, a bestseller in terms of comic books in general worldwide? Like, how high is it as far as copies and print and sales for comic books, like, not just in Japan, but worldwide? Um, I Probably up near the top. I think of... Japan is probably one of the top comic-consuming cultures around. I mean, in the United States, yes, we have adults who consume some comics, but for the most part, they don't. Uh, In Japan, that's the exact opposite. So um, the fact that people of all ages love it and just the – I think it probably is the best-selling comic. I would not be surprised. I'm just saying like in the long term has one – even though One Piece is not as long-running and as – Iconic. I'm wondering if it's actually made more money in just the de- decade or so it's been around than Marvel has made. No. Over- yeah, no. Marvel, Marvel well, makes I'm saying more like, money. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying like as far as a Marvel comic in this day and age, but as a company, yeah, Marvel makes more money as a company. Well, yeah, Marvel is owned by Disney now too. Yeah. Anyway, what's the what's the next story? Yeah, so that's pretty big. Next story is uh, Colin Clinkenbeard is actually now in the uh, voice of Luffy, as you all know is now in charge of special features on Funimation DVDs and Blu-ray and is now taking suggestions from fans of special features on her Facebook and Twitter. Now, I don't have the exact link to her Twitter, but I know you've retweeted some of her stuff, and she does have a Facebook page. So um, I'm curious, actually, Zach, what kind of special features would you want to see on One Piece DVDs in the future? Um, I think any, personally, I think anything behind the scenes of, like, making One Piece, uh, I, I... I assume it would have to be from Funimation, you know, so the dubbing process. I think that kind of stuff is really cool. Of course, I love bloopers and gag reels and all that kind of stuff. So um, anything on that end, uh, I I would love to see as well. Um, And for those who want to follow Colleen on Twitter, it is at C. Carol Beard. Uh, So that's C. C. A. R. R. O. L. L. B. E. A. R. D. Um, yeah, and let her know what kind of special features you want on both One Piece DVDs and Blu-rays and Funimation DVDs and Blu-rays. Um, of course, the special features I really want to see are like physical ones, but I, I don't know how possible that that's. Is. Well, that's the thing I wanted to say is personally, like you know, I love I, I prefer DVD extras that are actually on the DVD because it makes it cheaper and they're more interesting because you get to learn more stuff. It's like documentary stuff, but I was I actually think, and I'm, and this is harder to do. It's not just physical. It's not just, like, on the video. I would actually like to see more Japanese extras. I don't think we've gotten Japanese extras, and I imagine they're much harder to get. Uh, yeah, but, they're probably, especially with Toei, I'm sure it's it's a very difficult process. Well, the the thing is I was actually thinking is, you know, I, I, I don't want to – I hate to bring up Anaplex. They're a good company, but, you know, Anaplex of America has had controversy. But they really – when in terms of, like, collective for the collector, the hardcore collector – there are there are reasons there for what they do. They're a good company. That would be interesting if like Funimation is like doing import sub only releases of Ghost in the Shell, which is you know more expensive. Wondering if like Toei would be willing to. Fire crash. But, this but, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. No, let I me think... finish. Let me let me finish. Okay, I'm fine. saying like 
you know that filmsy limited edition box set that came out? I would want to see that. Like, I want to see an English imported version of that, like a limited edition. I know it would be expensive, and I don't know how many people actually buy it, but I'd like to see something like that, honestly. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, on a completely unrelated note, I think my neighbor is playing the bongos. Ooh, bongo time. in the background, it is bongo time. Um, but anyway... <laughs> That's, that's, I just that's, can't get over that, though. I'm sorry. I can't get over that. Yeah, you better be sorry. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Oh, yeah, big boy. Oh, yeah, big boy. Oh, yeah, big boy. Okay, okay yeah, let's get back to work. Yeah. Okay. So, you like One Piece? You like doing shot, 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 Everybody will say no more because now you can get buzzed with the straw hats. Ukaze no Korusama, that's actually how I pronounce it. It's a really long name, and I don't know if I pronounced it right. Is releasing a new set of Baccarat Friendship Crystal Tumblers, which are like, you know, yeah, drink drinking cups for, you know, adult drinks. Featuring like classy adult drinks. Yeah, that's right. With one piece. Heraldic, it has motifs of the straw hats and ace on the glasses, accompanied with catchy mottos. Now, did you see the actual images of the glasses? Because they actually do look really cool. Um, I'm going to look right now. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. So it is pretty cool. You know, we have a lot of adult One Piece fans in Japan and around the world, and so I'm glad they're making stuff like this, which is, I think there's like a, there's by the end yeah, of the they, series. Yeah, they are really classy looking. Yeah, like I feel like by the end of the series, like we're gonna have like a whole assortment of like hundreds of cool One Piece Ooh, products. I would a hundred percent buy these. All right. Um, so how, how much are they? These. 8.7 centimeter by 9.7 centimeter glasses are priced at 23,100 yen. Never each. mind. <laughs> How much is that in America? That's dollars? $231 each. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It ships in November, though. All right. Yep. Thanks, Crunchyroll, for just teasing me with something I will never be able to get. One Piece, like Crunchyroll always has at least one One Piece merchandise news item each week, and it's usually either something that's really accessible or really I expensive. love, the book one says, let me see your panties, but in like super classy look. Uh, I'll, I'll put the link up on the description. Yeah. Um, and Asus right. says, thanks for loving. That's a good one. I like that one. It would be funnier if it said, thanks for living. Um, anyway. Keep going. This this is actually clarification for last um, like segment where you mentioned I wasn't there, but I mean I sent it was uh, you mentioned there was this um, J Stars music thing with like twenty one anime theme songs from the Shonen Jump series, um, and we it wasn't it wasn't worded really well on Crunchyroll, and I remember that where it kind of you couldn't really tell if it was the game itself or a soundtrack. But according to ANN, it's not a separate soundtrack. It is a different version of the game itself. It's called J-Star's Victory versus Anison Anime Song Sound Edition. And it's like we mentioned last week. It's a game that has 21 anime theme songs with background music in the game. It's the broadcast versions of the songs from the different anime. So there you go. Now this will make a really good import. Okay. Import it. And our final piece of news... We got some good old-fashioned TV ratings for the week of October 14th to the 20th. One Piece was the sixth highest-rated animated program on Japanese television, with an average household rating of 7.5. Those Pokemans ain't doing too bad there either, with Pokemon X and Y debuting in seventh place with an average household rating of 5.3. Gotta catch all them One Pieces. Gotta catch them all. 
Subtle. Um, okay, so I think that's going to do it for our news segment. Thank you very much, uh, Firecrouch. Let's get into our next segment. You got to catch them all. This is the anime recap for episode 618, Raid, an assassin from Dressrosa. So, um, overall, thought this was a pretty good episode. Let's get it, uh, let's get it started off. So we pick up right where we, where the last episode left off, uh, with Team Caesar blasting off again down, down the hallway. <laughs> um, and then, P- uh, then we get a flash of all the people, all the underground on, around the world. We see Peekums and Baron Tomago, and, um... And Killer, who was way more ripped than I remember him being. And he was stroking his beard. Yeah. Still not talking. No. Okay. No, no, not you, Firecrash. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say, like, you know, it's become more apparent as One Piece is... I've kind of gotten sick of, like, these men with these huge, thick necks. Like, I thought at first it was cartoony. Now it's just kind of gross, and I'm kind of sick of seeing it. (laughs) Sorry, Oda. I don't like the big, thick necks. It's kind of I think that's the anime, although it is also Oda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then we get the Usopp and the Toad Goat. Seems like the Toad Goat just, you can't believe, you can't, you really can't believe the Master was such a bad person. It was right in front of your face the whole time. It only turns his back on you. And, yeah. I don't feel bad for these guys at all. Um, nope. because they were dicks to children. So, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> Master thought we were guinea pigs. I'm like, it's like, uh, you called the children guinea pigs. I don't, I don't give a crap about your feelings. You were dicks to children. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah. Uh, Usopp is like that is like controlling all the crew's movements from the control room. Usopp is like destined to sit in the control room. That's yeah. where he wants to be. I think for the, every fight. Yeah, I, I agree. We get poor Kinemon. Kinemon has been frozen from the Shinokuri, and Brook is freaking out hilariously. I just Brook freaking out like that is is always good. Always good for me. But uh, you know, uh, just lots of running so far. Like. Like a little under halfway through the episode, just lots of running so far. This yeah, episode. there was a lot. Like, and I'm like, hey, this, I, I wrote a notice. This needs more Luffy. I will oh, say th- this. There he is. Luffy shows up right when I was writing it. Steve, um, the whole thing when once Kinemon was covered in the Shinokini Shinokuni crap, I think right there. I'm like, oh, this is just another Buster Call thing where it's not not that serious and it's not going to kill anybody. Yeah. Yep. Oh well. Because I because yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, Kinemon's dead. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's really gonna. That's really gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, <laughs> uh, he does. Luffy does the gag with uh, oh, Brownbeard. He's okay. He's like, oh wait, no, he's not okay. Luffy, you're so silly. So, <laughs> so, so. Oh, Brownbeard. No, it was Brownbeard. Is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. No, he wasn't. He was shut up like thirty. T- <laughs> and, and no, the exact quote is, "He's okay." I mean, he's not okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah. And then um, that's pretty much it for that scene. And um, then they reunite with everyone in the G5 and Tajigi are very happy to see Smoker alive again. And the gang's all back together. And um, Luffy does not understand the concept of a plan or a partnership or making decisions strategically. <laughs> Did anyone else find this hilarious? Yeah, I, I, I like the law Luffy dynamic in general. Yeah. Law losing, like, oh, come on. Seriously, and he like makes a face at the end of it, and at law at the end of that. Did everyone else see this? I just think it's like I just thought it was funny how Law was saying to Luffy, you know, why did you punch him that far? You're supposed to capture him. He said like, no, I don't like him. I don't want to look at his face. I don't want to capture him. Like just you know stuff like that. Really, you know, 
got my goat going. I thought it was funny too. Luffy makes his face. Yeah. Sticks his tongue out at him. And then we get uh, Baby Five and Buffalo who are flying towards the island. They're like this sort of bizarro comedy team where. um, God, Buffalo's voice kind of reminds me of like a Satori or something that kind of pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Can I can I can I say something? I remember I was mentioning earlier that as I'm getting in caught up with the series that I've been saying like a lot of these new characters in the Doppelmingo family are retarded. Like this is where I realized that watching Buffalo Bill and Baby Five talking to each other like it is was the name Buffalo Bill. It's just Buffalo. Buffalo yeah, Buffalo, I think you're whatever. thinking of Silence I, of the Lambs, right? Whatever Buffalo, whatever. Just his voice. Like oh, did he just get off the special bus or something? Like I'm serious. Like he has like what is what is ridiculous? He's like. like Oh, baby, fine. I love you. Oh. That's his voice. May I? <laughs> may I intervene? May I intervene? Yes. Go ahead. Yes. I, th- I think you're going way past PC at this point. Well, I'm sorry. I, I, I put a cap on it, Firecrash. Okay. Oh. All right. Um. So. Um, but I. Yeah. Um. Foolish me for thinking that Buffalo would have a deep voice. Nope. It's too silly. <laughs> yes. And uh, we just get the whole baby five. You know, she can't say no to anybody. She just needs to feel needed. And she's going to loan him $2 million for the Aries. So. And this was also some um, uh, expanded upon. This was filler, um, implied filler, where we had like a tiny little flashback of her boyfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was weird. That was funny. That wasn't, it wasn't filler. It was actually a bubble in the. Uh, it was the, expanded. It was it's implied. It was slightly expanded. I, I don't even think it was. It just it yeah. feels longer cusser in an anime. And um, yeah, Buffalo would love to play roulette, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's, cause he's the spinning. spinning. I, I, I yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. And then we see Caesar flying out. Uh, erupts out of the, the corridor and slams right into the, the ship, the sad ship. And uh, yeah, he's messed up. Well, apparently now... Um... Judging by how they pronounce an anime, it's not sad. It's S A D. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's a, still it's a very sad. Yeah. It's still a very sad boat. <laughs> the uh, sad boat doesn't it have yeah. a happy face on the front of it? <laughs> the sad boat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we see Doflamingo then. But he seems he's like it seems like he's, things are not going exactly as he planned. But he also seems excited. He does this weird sort of slow talking, deep voice thing. Doflamingo's voice actor is very good in this episode. I think it's he sounds a lot older. I don't know if you noticed that. Like I didn't the, the really, voice I didn't really actor, notice that. Um, which I I meant to he look does. up more about, but I I heard his age um, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Not to say he didn't do a bad job or a good job, but um, it, I, I did notice that. Delphamingo um, definitely isn't a young guy in the story. How old is no. he, actually? He's probably, like, in his late 30s, 40, right? Oh, no, he's probably in his early 40s, yeah. right? Yeah. Because he had to be 20 years ago. He was in his teens, right? Greg would know. No? That's right. Yeah. I'm mm. sure I'm sure we have the the the, uh, the ages in the He's 41 actually. Now. Yeah. Mm. We've gotten the ages before. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um but that's pretty much the end of the episode and then General Frankie. Yes. I remember when we were reading this in the manga, we had forgotten completely what happened to Frankie. He yeah. just disappeared for months at a time and then Frankie, Robot Frankie, General Frankie's going to 
fuck some shit up right now. So that, that makes me happy. Incredibly shiny, incredibly <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, that's pretty much the episode. Uh, there was a lot of it's a lot of moving things into place for the real finale of the arc. So uh, yeah. lots of lots of running, lots of you know moving people into the places they need to be. Definitely a slower paced episode compared to the the past few. I still found it very pleasant because I'm happy that the crew is all back together again. And uh, except for Frankie, who's outside, but um, and also interactions between characters were also amusing. And yeah, I I particularly like this episode because even though it was the most of the episode is just them running away, which could have been boring, but it was nice to see them fi- like Ed said finally come together. So it was you know it was worth you know them watching them running because you were just hoping that are they going to finally get back together? Do I have to sit for this more? And no, it was a great episode. Well, the thing that made it great is not only was it running, it would have been boring if it was just running. But then they got to they got to Frankie. They got to these new characters from Doppelmango's family, which we haven't really seen. And then we got Frankie. So that rounded out the whole episode. And I give it like I don't know an eight out of ten. I don't know something like that. Okay, uh, I think that rounds off our anime recap okay. segment. You want to get into the next segment? Let's do it. This is the Toonami Recap for episode 229, The Dashing Sea Train and the City of Water, Water 7. Now, Zach, I think you have some Toonami ratings for us. Yes, I do have some Toonami ratings. Uh, Not, you know, exactly where we want to be, but still good. One Piece got an 892,000. Compare that to last year, Casher and Sins uh, got a 676,000. So... You know, we're good one and a half times again. That seems one hundred fifty percent seems to be the rise that we uh, usually have. Yes. Um, not bad, not bad. I mean, it was a drop off. Naruto got nine sixty four, and Bleach got one point one. Um, I'd like to see it in the millions again, but I know it's that time of year. Uh, it also trended, um, for those curious, that counts for ratings now, so I don't mind talking about it briefly. Uh, you could get all this information, by the way, at ToonamiFaithful.com. And listen to the Toonami Faithful podcast this, this week, because we uh, have Steve and myself on that show. And Hi. Hi. Uh, Not, <laughs> I. Oh, I. I. Hi, hi, whichever. Um, and we talked about uh, the big announcement that Space Dandy is going to be simulcasted, essentially, on Toonami. Actually, before it comes out in Japan, it'll be dubbed here in America and at 11.30. more importantly, it's going to be broadcast at 11.30. Yeah, 11.30. Plus, they're airing three movies this December, and I have my fingers crossed one of them is Strong World. Um, that would so, be awesome. Yeah, that would be really fucking amazing that would mean um, i've I've, I've seen this movie way too many times this year but uh, i'd watch it again on tsunami say, say has anyone's uh dvds of strong world chip yet no no neither is mine although the uh, apparently the akira dvd which is uh yeah that one was back order i mean it was uh it's reserved for your it's order reserved so for my order yeah. <gasps> once they were once they refresh the order those are going to start going out soon i got so I got uh, but, so uh, strong world dvds may be um getting into to write stuff next week so. Um, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so with, with trending, uh, One Piece trended in the United States, and Water 7 and One Piece both trended worldwide. Keep that stuff going there. That's wow, amazing. last week you weren't even at Water 7. No, well, now we're... No, this, no, this is from this week. The episode you're we about to We would be in Water about. 7 oh, okay. if, if we were going right. by Viz arcs. Right. 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 But we're not. 
Well, we well, would have been immediately. Right. Anyway, uh, Ed, uh, you want to go through, uh, help walk us through the episode, which, sure. by the way, I caught not on air, but you you can watch it online at adultswim.com. I think it counts in some form or fashion. So if you can't stay up until 1 a.m., which often we can't, watch it uh, on adultswim.com. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. Now, this, this could be an episode entitled Petit Banter Between the Straw Hats. Yes, That's pretty it was. much what it happens was. this entire episode. Uh, we start with um, them pushing the ship uh, in reverse with the oars because uh, they're stuck on the uh, what turns out to be sea train tracks. But before we get to that bit of expo- exposition, expo- uh, yes, we see Sanji in his gentle cook T-shirt. Uh, I think possibly he was wearing only- that last week too. Well, yeah, also, but I think it's like the only time he isn't wearing a suit. Well, he's on vacation. What's that? He's on vacation. Right. Isn't the whole thing a vacation? <laughs> well, I don't know why he's not wearing a suit. Yeah. No, but it's uh, it's probably the only memorable piece of non-suit clothing. Well, anyway, keep going. Ed. I like it. It's fun. It's a nice shirt. Um, uh, yes. Uh, so we get to meet Kokoro and Chimney and the cat rabbit Gunbei. And I, th- I think now I remember I. Uh, I had a lot of, you know, studying to do, you know, a few uh, a few months ago. So I, this is my first time seeing these episodes uh, dubbed, and I I saw like some in the middle, but I didn't get to see uh, I didn't get to see it straight through, and I really really enjoyed um, Kokoro especially. <laughs> yeah. Thought. Oh, I liked actually. I, I liked really. Um, I think they were um, all great. But Chimney's voice voice actress is great. Uh, yeah. Who, do we know who plays her, Steve? Uh, Kokoro, oh, uh, Julie Erickson. And Chimney, I think, is who, uh... I was Chimney, uh, is Lara Woodhall. Okay. I know there was, I know there was a mistake on the credits, I think, uh, originally. I think it's Lara, it's Laura Woodhall, but, uh, Julie Erickson is definitely, uh, Kokoro. Uh, Woodhall, that is her. She's new. Uh, Eric, for a while, she was, uh, Amazon in Skypea Arc, okay. and, uh, yeah, she's, she's, uh metal. she's a, she's a... Yeah. Um, no, but the, the the one who does uh, does chimney is really good as a little kid voice. I like that. She, uh, I said this. I said this back when those DVDs were coming out. It. She's one of the most convincing performances I've ever heard in the show. She sounds like a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They it's, both. I, they, I think well, all three of them. I thought were really good. That was that was some of the best uh, drunk acting. I, I really hope that she actually was drinking. So Kokoro is to- I, I, I hope totally not. drunk. <laughs> I, totally I drunk. Want, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want to imagine a poor old woman having to drink and record like three hours, you know, a day. <laughs> Some a people enjoy woman. that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she's super drunk and eating Sanji's potato stuff, potato pie, as they call it. Um. I was. I wonder what people who are watching the show for the first time think about the concept of the sea train, as we have it ex- explained to us. There's this whole sort of light, airy. I think there's a lot of movie six music in this episode. Uh, the the introduction theme I think is actually movie four. Uh, it, it might be movie four or movie six. There's definitely no. It's the the resort island song is definitely the, movie. Six. The resort island is definitely movie six. I, I think we. That's the first time we hear it, and it's so freaking perfect. I mean, that's like one of the images I remember later in the series as like the perfect introduction for like uh, for an island. It's mm-hmm. just that music, that grand music. 
Love it. So they yeah they want to capture the they want to capture Yokozuna and make him part of the crew. They don't want to eat him anymore because he has he is a manly frog. He has uh, <laughs> not sure how you determine that, but no, he's a I, manly frog. I like how Luffy was yelling, "No frog, don't get hit by a train!" But he wanted to eat him ten seconds ago and ten well, yeah, seconds if you from now. See, get run over by a train. It's not going to be edible. That's not true. He eats everything. <laughs> I see your point. <laughs> um. Everyone's just standing around talking. It's very interesting. It's, everyone's just standing around talking. Yeah, no, I, I like there's some good exposition. They go through uh, the all the islands the sea train's connected to, including St. Poplar, Pucci, San Paolo, I think one of them, Ennius Lobby. Um, they They're connected to Pucci. <laughs> I, okay, I was, that's what I was hoping for, Steve. And they, uh, it's pronounced the same. They said it the same. Anyway. Uh, they mention how Water 7 is an island of shipwrights, which is incredibly convenient, as we learned. Yes. City of Meat. <laughs> yes, I wrote that. Here we go to Water 7, the City of Meat. Luffy's forgotten all about everything he Do needs. you think He's that's going to happen? Meat. Do you think Luffy is going to find a City of Meat? <laughs> Hopefully. I, I kind of want to see that now. He'd burn that motherfucker down. <laughs> everything would be gone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as always, uh, Zoro is the voice of reason. Nobody cares if the shipwright is a hot lady or 16 feet tall, Luffy. My notes here get very sparse. It turns into like kind of a poem. Sailing away, Kokoro's drawing, Luffy's drawing, Nami's allowance, Robin, st- Robin staring into the middle distance, and then Mary. Um, uh, camera holds on Robin. I wonder what that means. Yeah, that's it's like foreshadowing. You'll yeah. find out, kids. Luffy's artwork strikes again. You know the shockingly accurate uh, drawing of a of a shipwreck. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah, and why are you hugging the ship, Usopp? <laughs> yeah, that was. He a has. Line. He has a. He has an odd fascination with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we enter Water Seven. Yeah, I love the I love the music. I love the yeah. Resort Island song. I love rewatching Water Seven for the second time this year because of uh, yeah, all the DVDs. Um. Everyone just reacting to the city is is uh, amazing. Everyone has like shock and uh, faces on a little bit. Um, um, I, I like when Chopper doesn't want to go on the water slides. Yes, and uh, and uh, on Tsunami they actually use that for uh, the bumper. <laughs> they, they use it as a bumper. It's like <laughs> what? I don't know. To me, it kind of seems so strange. Like, what better way to show fans what One Piece is like? Water slide. <laughs> Technicolor nightmare. Terrifying. Yeah, it wasn't was even like. Real. Can't sleep. Clown will eat me. Uh, yeah. So uh, then they were told to use the back entrance, which mm-hmm. is that nonchalant. No, go that way. Yeah, everyone in water. Everyone in Water Seven is so friendly. Are you trying to pillage there, us? There. That was probably my favorite line. Are you, are you going to pillage me? Um, anyway, they, yeah. uh, they, they, they uh, dock. The ship is falling apart as Zoro tries to take the sail up. Yep. And uh, um, then they go to the uh, – they uh, Usopp and Luffy want to rush into the city. And I'm just like, wait. And they all do like, that skidding thing in, in unison, which I like. But, um, yeah, she, she has a plan. They're going to go to the – uh, go see Iceberg and then go to the money changer to get their gold cashed in. And so they go to the bull shop and uh, Usopp is thinking like bulldog, which I bulldog. thought was funny. Yeah. Yeah. The bull- bulldog. <laughs> I, I thought that was funny too. And then there's also the gag of when he shows him, the, uh, when he shows the uh, rental shop guy, the gold, it's like, what do you got in the bag? Gold. It's like, ha, ha, ha. look at this. 
Hey, million berries. Luffy's explanation is, he didn't trust me. I had to show him the gold. And uh, it's like, so after we cash this in, you're not going to be the only one carrying it because we don't trust you. With uh, Nami and Usopp telling Luffy that they're not going to let him carry the, the money after they get it changed. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the adventure in Water 7 begins. That's pretty much the episode. It was it was a really good episode. We're really getting into the good stuff here. Um, should, should give a shout out that yes. Terry is voicing one of the Yagara Bulls. Yeah, I did write that down even. And those was a really was the one that like, I, Luffy's face. That's the one Luffy's writing. So it's the one who's like Luffy's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, I can only I can only imagine what recording that character must have been like. Incredibly like, fun. <laughs> Mike's like, okay, well, um, you're going to play the seahorse, and uh, you're going to neigh. So that's one piece. So let, me, let me put it this at. way. I don't think I could do that. In fact, I'm positive I can't do that. That's I can't why do they're actors. <laughs> I can't act for I don't know. Sure. I could do that. I just, just use my Sarah Jessica Parker impression. Oh. oh. Hey. oh. Rim oh. shot. Okay. Oh. Um, you just started – Reciting a monologue from Sex and the City. <laughs> <laughs> then I would shame you because, like, dude, why do you know that? <laughs> uh, anyway, One Piece airs on Toonami on Adult Swim every Saturday night at 1 a.m. Though um, apparently not much in December. Although there are three movies airing in December, so let's hope one of them is Strong World. Um, people apparently don't watch TV much during the holidays anyway. Togetherness or some stupid shit like that. Uh, so, no, no. Together. <laughs> So yeah, uh, make sure to watch it every uh, weeknight. At, I mean, every Saturday. I wish every Saturday night at one. Uh, you could also check it out at adultswim.com. Um, I think that's it for the tsunami recap. Let's get into the next segment. Yes. Hey everybody, uh, Steve and Ed, of course, here again with uh, an interview with Stephanie Young, voice of Nico Robin. Hello. Good to see you again. It's so good to see you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we did meet Stephanie back when we were in Texas uh, a few years ago, back <laughs> January of 2011. But uh, we, we have talked to you before, uh, mm-hmm. but we never actually had you on the show officially. We, really? We had you no. on uh, the Anime Fans Give Back show, which I think we used the audio for that and put it when we were doing the FMA podcast. We were talking a lot about uh, FMA then, mm-hmm. but uh, we've never actually had you on the One Piece podcast proper, so it's, it's, it's good to have you here. Well, I am yeah. so thrilled to be here. I love you guys, so I'm glad we're finally getting to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's funny because you heard this not just from us, but many One Piece fans saying, like, oh, just wait till you get to, you know, season four. Wait till you get to the Water 7 stuff. And all right, it's been a few years. Here we are now. Oh, my <laughs> now goodness. Now we can talk about it. Now we can talk about it. Uh, I'm so glad that you all and the fans actually prepped me for what was to come because even even it was so wonderful because you guys gave me the manga Mm -hmm. for the backstory Mm -hmm. robin's past which was really helpful and what's interesting is a few other fans did the same thing i remember you talked about that that? commentary it has happened since then a few more like again saying you really need to prepare yourself Gosh, guys, I read it. I read it. How, how many volumes of 41 do you own? I think I have four. <laughs> <laughs> I and I have them all. I should probably sign them and, and give them away at a panel or something and keep one. But I have them were, at were home. Were we the first? I think you were. Crazy. Yeah. 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 It was so wonderful when you mm-hmm. 
you guys. Um, back when we all first met, these guys surprised my husband and I. We had a, a gig. We're in a band together at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. It was a duo, and they yeah. showed up, and it was such a wonderful surprise because you certainly don't expect the one piece, the guys to show up in Dallas, Texas at your <laughs> coffee house gig. You can blame Terry for that, I think. No. Love I, some Terry Diddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> got to see her again recently, and we hung out. She was like, oh, yeah, Stephanie's uh, brunette. Yeah, <laughs> I know. My own mother barely recognized <laughs> No, It's um, fun to switch it up. No, I think we were down there, and maybe I just found out on Twitter, but I found out about the show, and I did ask Terry. I was like, do you know about this? What's going on? And she's like, oh. <laughs> it's like every week. Uh, yeah. And that, that, was a, that was a bit of a drive for us. It was, you know, for those who are not familiar with the story, uh, what, that was about 40 minutes away from where we were staying. I think so. I the, the, think the so. Is a big area. Yeah. It is. It meant a lot that she came out there. It was really nice. Had a great time. We came. We came there to do all things One Piece. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think that was. Um, yeah, because that was on a Friday. That was the perfect way to wrap that all up. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get to meet the voice of Robin now. Oh, that was and really cool. David as well. <laughs> really cool that you guys mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm glad you you handed off the manga then and <laughs> the other fans. And I've certainly read it. And um, now you lived it. Now. <laughs> oh my goodness. With Any's Lobby and Water 7, just this whole patch of the story has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, emotionally, one of one of the hardest arcs I've ever voiced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know how much it was going to affect me. And it was in a good way. Yeah. You know, when you're in the booth and a character and what's happening really gets you. But there's no way to get around it with what was happening to Robin. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Chris is here, who voices Spondum... Mm-hmm. It's just kind of crazy. You spoke to him yesterday. Oh, you did. Yes. <laughs> he's my new favorite villain. Favorite, and he is the most evil. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. We... and Lego Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yes, like, I know, he's, he's a good evil guy, isn't yeah, he? he? He's is. wonderful. But, oh, I mean, I love Chris, but boy, it was, it was wonderful because often when I went in the booth to record, he had already laid down his part, mm-hmm. which was really nice. So yeah. I was able to react off of him, and his voice just gave me chills, and I just wanted to ring his neck mm-hmm. for what he was when I was in the scene it was so traumatic and then even when we would take breaks just because I've been voicing Robin for so long I feel very protective of her mm-hmm. yeah. I want to save her nothing I could do about it <laughs> it's up to the writing but in the story but um, just watching this happen recording was so draining and, and we were in tears over and over and I just couldn't stand him. I hate to use the word hate, but hated him. And for a good reason, though, yeah. right? Good reason. Horrible, horrible, horrible creature. Mm-hmm. Creature to do this to her. But I, yeah, I could I could go on and on. I. Well, he got his just desserts in the end. Oh, he didn't name? Those are hands. Having your back snapped in half. Yes. I think that's fair. Yes. You mentioned having voiced Robin for so long. Uh, since I'm not sure how many of the people who listen to the podcast have heard oh. our previous interviews with you, can you just go back to the beginning of when you got cast as Robin and sort sure. of getting the character? Because you came in in a weird spot for her in, in that season three, which was the first thing we recorded. Exactly. And I'm so glad that, that you've got that down because it's true. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was. And I actually enjoy t- telling the story because it's so different than any of the other properties that I've worked on. Mm-hmm. Because we did jump in after the show was already going and... We went through this, I'm sure you've heard about this, but the extensive auditioning process and the fact that the Japanese had to approve our voices. I'll never forget the day I walked into the studio for the first round of auditions and I looked at all their wanted posters 
sitting out on the table and character descriptions. And of course, you know, my radar went right to Rob and I'm like, okay, that's, that's my girl. That's me. That is my voice. So I hope this works out. And, um, you know, and, and you could sense this anticipation over the property within Funimation. Um, but I tried not to get too, I try not to get too into that when that happens. You just want to go in and you want to do your work. You just want to go in and do the best you can and then leave and let it go. And then if it flies back to you, great, after an audition. And uh, then I found out that um, the, they had narrowed it down to a short list. We had callbacks. And the Japanese had sent some direction my way that they wanted her to be more sexy. I know, isn't that funny? I said, okay. And so I had my idea of what I thought more sexy meant, and it was completely opposite of what they said. It's funny, because I'm thinking, okay, lower, smoother, cooler. Yeah, we do characters like that all day long. But they wanted to pitch her up a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I think in the initial audition, I'd voiced her really, really low. A little too low. But I thought that was interesting that to them, sexier was a little higher, a little higher for her. But um, did that, and I think there was, it was maybe a month between the first audition and that callback, and then waiting to hear about the casting. So it was a really long process um, compared to what we normally go through. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the second time, I remember I was, I was actually on the way to the opera. Not that I frequent the opera, I wish that I did frequent the opera, but I was all dressed and, and gave this audition and felt really good about it and left and got in the car with David. And I think we were dating. Yeah, we weren't even married yet. And I said, oh gosh, I would love to voice this character. I hope it works out. Mm-hmm. And then fortunately I got the call, did. And then they throw you into the storyline where yeah. you are in the middle of everything, <laughs> which was fine. <laughs> and then, you know, there was that pressure because there had been another group and, you know, much respect to them, but we knew that, all right, that didn't work out with them. Now they're here with us. So hopefully we do this show justice and the fans love it mm-hmm. because we knew the fans for the show were just so dedicated, clearly, which is awesome. <laughs> Which is fantastic. There's an unofficial podcast for it, apparently. Uh, Apparently, (laughs) and I hear it's fabulous. But meeting the One Piece fans over the years has just been so, it's been really touching. It's it's heartwarming and wonderful to be a part of this this group and this club. As a character in the show and then a part of this family of fans that support it. But, yeah, jumping in was a little bizarre. Mm -hmm. But then we found our way, and then I learned to just accept anything. Anything. Anything could happen in this show. I have to tell you guys, today um, someone came through my autograph line and um, they gave me a little banana gator. <laughs> Can you believe that? Isn't that great? I, I, I always talk about the banana gators at, at cons because I was just so taken with them. And it was mm-hmm. the beginning, which was the crocodile, and yeah. we finally get there and I'm like, banana gators? <laughs> like, that's One Piece World, the craziest characters you've ever seen, and it's so much fun. Because, you know, there's other shows we, we work on that get really dark, you know, when I was working mm-hmm. on Claymore. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so dark. Loved it, but dark, dark. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously I'm not talking about Water 7 and Annie's Lobby, mm-hmm. but um, leading up to that point, it was such this, this light and happy place to be but yeah banana gators and now i have one i have my very own 
Was it like a figure or they drew it? It's it's a figure. Oh really? I should have I should have brought it, but it's I have it in my room. But it's a tiny little figure. It's a figure of a banana gator, and he's got the little banana. You gotta show Terry. She'll probably be jealous. Oh, she might she might try to take yeah, it from me. Watch out. Then I have to ninja it from her. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> um, now I'm just thinking back to when uh, finally season four was picked up, and you guys started working on that. Uh, you you know of course you didn't get to Water Seven right away. So how was it like working on the uh, like the Davy back fight? Oh, that was fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was fun in its own way. Mm-hmm. Davy Back fight was fun. And um, gosh, some of the characters in that arc is just hysterical. <laughs> hysterical. So that was that was great. I, I kind of knew what was coming, but I had no idea how it was going to be until we were in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even just starting out with Water 7 and watching her change. And we had just been through a part, even with the Davy Back. Yeah fights where she was developing more of a personality mm-hmm. which was nice yeah I, I wasn't used to being able to smile so much with robin and mm-hmm. loosen up around everyone and it just felt like oh she's warming up this yeah. is great and then she pulls away mm-hmm. to protect her friends and to you know this just to protect the people she loves it was just so heart heartbreaking with everything that she had to go through. And then, of course, then going on into Annie's Lobby. It was just so heartbreaking to... And it was this strange thing of feeling... Of knowing, Robin, they, they love you. You know, me as an actress, as a person, that they, they love you. They, they want to rescue you. But she just didn't feel worthy of that. And she didn't want to... She didn't feel worthy, in my mind, and she didn't want to risk their safety... There were all these beautiful themes of friendship and loyalty going yeah. through. And I've been in panels where I've started crying panels just talking about it because it's so, it's the, the, it just gets really deep. Mm-hmm. It gets so deep and then so dark. But then when they finally, when they finally come, and that first moment with Sniper King too, <laughs> just finally the clouds start to part and the sunshine starts to come out. But all of the darkness, I would listen to... Um, you know, really moody music in the car on the way to the studio. And then in the beginning, and then I didn't even have to do that. You know, the writing just gets you on that wave and you just write it. And Mike McFarlane, oh goodness, such a superb director. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that I had him with me to walk through all of that. But there are certainly sessions where we would finish a take and then we would just look at each other. There's, there's glass, it's one of those booths where you can see each other. Mm-hmm. And I would just look at him and we would both just have tears in our <laughs> eyes. And then he would go, do you need to take a break? Yes! <laughs> I need to step away for a moment. This is ex- And it's draining. Yeah. It's exhausting. But it's so great. And I'm, yeah. Not that we're trying to make you cry or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so hard. Stop twisting my arm! Yeah, first, ah, let's, no. let's talk about the mother-daughter relationship Oh, abandonment issues. Yeah. And then playing both sides of it. Yes. You know what? I really, really enjoyed playing her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, Olvia? Yeah. Yes. And um, I know it's so close to Olivier. Yeah. We kept yeah. joking about that, and Olvia was blonde, and, you know. Yeah. And we kept, you know, and we decided we didn't want her voice to be so completely different than Robin. We wanted them to have some similarities so that she kind of had this cadence of her mother and this tone of her mother. 
Has that ever happened to y'all around a parent? You kind of start sounding like your yes, your parents. Yeah. I'm and trying to sound like my dad. It happens. I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> I know it's happened with my own mother, and I thought, oh gosh, not only am I saying some of the things that she would say, but I kind mm -hmm. of sound like her. You know, yes. we picked those things up. So it was nice that you know we didn't try to create a completely different voice. Mm -hmm. um, but there were there were moments where I I. I wanted to yell at Olivia and just say, there's got to be a better way to do this. Mm -hmm. There has got to be a, but then, you know, like a mother, like daughter, these two people who are willing to risk their lives and sacrifice themselves for the people that they love. And I can't imagine any parent that wouldn't do that for their child. Mm -hmm. But oh, in the scenes with Saul, gosh, I love his laugh. <laughs> his laugh is one of my favorite. It's just so heartwarming and with baby little Robin and Jade was so wonderful mm -hmm. voicing baby Robin. Yeah. But it was it was really something to finally dive into the backstory with her mom, and then seeing the mom let her daughter go, and then the tears and like, mm. yeah, yeah. deep, yeah. deep, Very sad, deep. and isn't that just so one piece? Yeah, you're looking at banana gators one second, yeah. and you're laughing your head off, and you know Chopper's being crazy, mm -hmm. and then oh, it just gets you. And I used to say that about the show, but now I had just the depths of... It was of, your turn. It was my turn, right, right. Everyone has their backstories that are yep. so heartbreaking, and that was my turn. And um, it seemed to just go on forever. And, and it was, as an actor, it was very satisfying in a very dark kind of way, because we enjoyed being able to get in the deep water like that. But it just stayed there. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm very, I'm proud of the work that everyone did to create that part of the story. And I am so happy that we've moved beyond it. <laughs> I'm so happy we've yeah, moved no, beyond yeah, no, it. Robin's going to be, it's, it's be a lot similar to where Davy Backfight was going. It's, you know, she's you know, definitely going to warm up a lot now. Mm -hmm. She develops a, she develops more of a sense of humor. Yes. And I think that was apparent in Davy Backfight, but you'll mm -hmm. come to it in time. A frequently dark and disturbing sense of humor. Yeah. You'll... She makes lots of morbid jokes later on. <laughs> it's nice. But you guys it's also, nice. you guys uh, did Strong World. Uh, and there, there was a clip that was released earlier this week because Ian was announced as Brooke. Yay! <laughs> he's going to be so fantastic yeah, as Brooke. He's, he's what a, a tremendous cool. actor. He was great he in the yeah. mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. I forgot. The announcer on the announcer. <gasps> that's right. Mm -hmm. Well done. Mm -hmm. Well done. But uh, Robin spoke a little bit in this clip. Uh, pretty much it's... It was that pairing? I don't know. They, they don't have appropriate title. I like to call him the... Like the adults of the Straw Hats, because it's Robin, Frankie, and Brooke, and they're the older crewmates. I feel like they're the mature ones, they're the parents, they're the ones that get to the bottom of things. Yes, <laughs> yes. Luffy, Zoro, and Sanji do all the fighting, and Nami and Usopp and Chopper do all the running away. Keeping the children from running amok. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm curious, because to me, Robin sounded a bit different in that clip. It seems like she's very more comfortable mm -hmm. around her crewmates, and she's a lot more, I don't know the appropriate adjective, maybe. I, I felt like it sounded a little more bubbly. Human. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious if that's definitely what you and Mike uh, had intended. Yes. In yes, and I'm so glad. I'm, I Actually, I love to hear that feedback. That's great. Because we thought, all right, she just went through a massively emotional transformation. Yeah. And has, you know, chosen. And they have chosen her, too. It's like, you know, you can choose your family sometimes. You choose your friends that are family. And this crew, these people have become her family now. And I think just seeing that what they were willing to go through to rescue her just changed her as a person. And these are, I mean, she loves them, they love her, and she's very assured of that. So it's freed her to open up these other emotional parts of herself. Mm -hmm. And it's so nice um, as an actress that 
these choices were made that, okay, you know, and it's in the story. I mean, you look at the animation, look what she's wearing and how she's smiling and how things are, and she's, you know, she's lightened up. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful to see that joy in her. I think that the joy wasn't, you know, she was always amused and somewhat happy and very calm, but there's there's definitely a sense of that she's very comfortable with herself and the people around her, mm -hmm. which is so great. So it's a whole different level of seeing this character grow. Good assessment. Yeah. And bubbly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is me in real life anyway, so it's nice <laughs> to be able to put that in there. I play all these really dark, <laughs> you know, characters sometimes with these really, because of the tone of my voice often. But it's nice to be able to infuse some of that, you know, lightheartedness into Robin, who I love. I adore this character. We've been together for years. Yeah. I'm happy for her to yeah. be. She's happy. Right? Happy. She's happy. And she looks great. No, okay. <laughs> she always looks great. Come on. Even when she's being tortured, she looks great. <laughs> I'm just thinking now, it just reminds me back to the sad stuff. Uh, That's okay. It's, it's worth, you know, we should talk it out. Actually, I feel better. Let's, let's, let's get it out I'm, there. I'm let's talk it out. I'm surprised we don't have you laying on a couch. I know. <laughs> I could be, really. Could be. Um, but no, could a lot be. of those sessions must have been really tough. Uh, mm -hmm. Especially, uh, I was surprised when she finally said her famous line about, you know, I want to live. I want to live. Oh, the rasp you had on that. Thank um, you. <laughs> it's like, would, did you actually create that with your voice, or was that just the last line you did of the day? You know what? That was, that was me. Mm -hmm. And there was so much emotion going into it. Yeah. Oh, I could hear it. And good. <laughs> I'm so glad. Because You're really good at acting, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I would like to continue. <laughs> no, really, thank you, though. Yeah, I, these are such big moments for One yeah. Piece fans. And as I try not to even think about it. Because, again, you think, wow, I really want this to go well. And then you're seeing this wonderful animation and knowing the weight and the gravity of the story. And, you think, and as an actress, you think, all right, we've got to get this. We've got to get this, and we have to get it right. But luckily, on the I Want to Live take... We had been recording. We had been recording, but it's not as if we had been recording eight hours. Uh -huh. I didn't record more than four hours for any of these sessions. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't have done it. I would have yeah. been a puddle on the floor, an emotional wreck. Would not worth a thing to record. But um, we we caught that line in one take. Wow. We just did it. And Mike said, "You know, give it your all. We'll see where we are." And. And we did a, I got to watch a lot of pre-roll. That's where you watch even the scene yeah. together that you yeah. just recorded. And it just helps kind of fill you up emotionally. And then, whew, did it. That's nuts. And, uh, but thank God, <laughs> you know? It's one of those things where you just want to be in the moment mm -hmm. and hope that it all reads what's going on in your head and your heart. And after I did it, he goes, that's it? Oh, my God, because I don't want to do it again. Yeah, with Mike, that's got to be an accomplishment, because he's... Yeah. He, he, he doesn't play games. He... No, but it's so good. You know, yeah. as, as an actress, you need directors that you can mm -hmm. trust to not... They know your ability, and we've worked together for years, and it's nice because just because something sounds good doesn't mean it's the right read. Yeah. And it might be a good read, but it may be the right read for the moment, and he... I felt like we, we found that together, but it just, building up to it, I felt like I was directed in a way, building up to it, where it was, it was just ready to, to come out. Mm -hmm. now, I'm, I'm just curious, how far along, I, mean, I assume you've completed the season five recordings. Uh, are they complete? 
I don't know that I can talk about that. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, and Mike is sorry. here. I wish he was here because he always knows all of these yeah, things. Yeah, we, we just talked with him a month ago, and I feel like, all right, Mike doesn't have to right. deal with us. Right. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure he loves you guys, too. Uh, no, Come on now. Got, like, there's, there's, we'd sit him here and be like... So, um, what's new? Yeah. <laughs> what's shaking? What else are you working on? Funny scene involving Frankie and Robin that I was wondering if you had recorded yet. Oh, um, and Clutch? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that with a lot of enthusiasm, but it's sure is fun to say. I've been, I've submitted a few clients that I love. I just, I just say Clutch, and they all know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, the man who won't wear pants. <laughs> the man that I was actually after even coming out of all you know the torture and the pain and there's his hairy legs in his rear end and i swear so many of the cuts the way it's animated it's his rear end staring yep. at me and it just Quite the opposite of what robin was doing oh exactly it was it was great comic relief again mm -hmm. brilliant one piece brilliant yeah. one piece mm -hmm. but i just thought i don't want to have to look at that anymore but it's cracking me up get the pants man but it's just not frankie but that clutch scene just had me cracking up. But, you know, you have to do what you have to do for your friends. <laughs> oh, I do love that character. That's one of my yeah. favorite characters. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see Brooke. I can't wait to yeah. hear Ian. I, I know I'm going to love Brooke. Just the mm -hmm. whole concept of that character is fantastic. And I can't wait to hear him sing. It's going to be great. I am, yeah, I'm sure, you know, as a musician yourself, you're definitely... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like if I was a guy, yeah, I'd want to, I would love to voice Brooke. That would be really cool. <laughs> that would be really cool. But I love my Robin. I'm happy. I'm happy where we are, and I'm mm -hmm. glad that that we've that we've moved on. But you know, it, it was it was nice to spend that much time on her, and and dealing with her story, mm -hmm. being a part of it. So, what else is new? That's <laughs> no, like because you know you guys, you, know, you and David, you know, doing your music. But I'm curious what else is going on. Yeah. In yeah, um, gosh, lots of stuff going on. Um, as far as the music goes, we, I was probably saying this the last time I talked to you, but we really will finish our, our second album this year. It has to happen. We're about seven tracks in. So, yeah, so seven, five more left. Mm -hmm. And um, we hope to get that accomplished by the end of the year. And so we're busy with that. Um, he has some other properties and things that he's working on. I've been producing. Did we talk about that at all? I don't it was know. such talk about you know when you're a creative I think it's really good just to be open because you never know mm -hmm. what opportunities will come your way things that will just surprise you I'm sure you guys have even had this yeah. you know just things that surprise you and you had no idea you would be working in a certain field but I produced reality television really? for about a year and a half a design show on HGTV yeah, we so haven't I'm talked sure, about I'm sure that. My sisters have watched it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what you guys aren't avid HGTV fans? She no. A subscription to HGTV magazine for her birthday. <laughs> she did. Yeah. Well, that's lovely. That's lovely. I produced a design show called Donna Decorates Dallas. Pun totally intended. And you're probably too young. Well, you might know, but um, it was about this this wonderful designer out of Dallas that decorated these homes so over the top. I'll just tell you right now, leopard isn't her neutral. <laughs> that leopard is her beige. Oh boy. Does that? Yeah. But it's awesome. She actually makes it work somehow. So that was part of her skill and her talent. But I, it's while I was working on that show, it was a very rigorous production schedule. I yeah. produced two seasons. It was producing and directing actually. But you know, I hadn't. I had been on camera talent for this production company, and my executive producer came up to me and said, "Hey, would you like to?" Uh, 
you know, produce and direct on a design show? I said, really? She said, yeah, I think, I think you would, that you'd be a good fit. And luckily, it all worked out. I certainly appreciate that trust she had in me to throw me into the show, but with an amazing team, mm-hmm. amazing producers working above me. But um, it, was, it was fantastic. And uh, so that was a very extreme departure from the world of anime. Yeah. And I have to say, after, you know, we would have 10 hour days that we were shooting, and I was running crews and then dealing, and her clients were on the show, and the design mayhem that, yes, would happen. <laughs> what? The couch isn't ready yet? No! But I would go from that world and then race into my sessions with anime. And it was such a nice, I mean, I loved doing the design work, but it was so nice to go back to fantasy. You know, the fantasy world, yeah. away from swatches and paint colors, though I love decorating. It's, it's great, but it was you know, nice to go back to the world of anime and play there a little bit as well. So those are some of the things that we've been working on. When is this going to air? <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, I'm thinking about uh, some of the different projects that are coming up mm. that you may not even be aware of. Whatever you want to plug. Our biggest created project to date is that David and I are expecting a baby. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I love it when I do this, guys. They, they're just being polite. They're like, you ate pasta? What? <laughs> no, it's a baby. But, yeah, we're expecting. We're expecting. And um, I love rocking the brunette hair. It's a totally different look. And, actually, it's more, some people said, that hair is more like Robin. So maybe that was part of it. Mm. But, um, you know, I was blonde before. And with the baby coming and everything, didn't want to use some of the things I was using in my hair, a la bleach. So decided to go, you know, totally different route. But, yeah, we're, we're having a baby. So that's the biggest thing that we have coming up that we're super, super excited about. I'm guessing all that Robin backstory prepared you. Prepared you, for you know, I, I, it did. And, and it's kind of uncanny that I was actually pregnant while some of that was being recorded. Wow. And hopefully Junior is fine. <laughs> but as far as connecting with her backstory with Olvia, yeah. I'm pretty sure that I was back when we were recording that, if I remember correctly, exactly when we were recording. Because I remember getting really emotional about that. And it would have happened anyway, but now it even makes so much more sense. Yeah. So it's it's interesting sometimes how real life will throw you into emotional states that fit what you're recording. Yeah. So damn poetic. <laughs> <laughs> kills me. <laughs> it kills me. But um, but yeah. So that's you know yes we've got lots of creative things going on. Another reason why we want to finish the album this year. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So want to do that. But uh, and glad that. We recorded all of that with Robin before the baby could hear anything or know, because I certainly wouldn't want that to be the case. <laughs> so. I think that's a fantastic note to end on. Oh, well, good. Yeah, we're thrilled. We're thrilled. It's, it's, we're very excited and thankful. Well, once again, Stephanie Young, thank you for coming on the show again. Or not for the first time, actually. The first time, but thank you for talking to us again. Yes. <laughs> you guys are fantastic. Thanks for having me. We appreciate me. it. Thank we you. appreciate all the hard work. And once oh. again, congratulations. Thank you. Okay, everyone, it's time for a little special segment uh, where we're going to highlight a uh, member of our fan base's uh, projects or website uh, as part of our Kickstarter. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking to uh, Andy, also known as Zoro's Pride on Twitter. 
and uh, really the One Piece Reddit head honcho. So, hey, Andy. Hey, how's it going, Zach? It's Steve. Um, just one quick correction. Um, Semi-Zero, he's been uh, running the One Piece Reddit for, uh, I think, about three years now. So I would actually call him the founder and head honcho, and I just kind of do the grunt work, and I'm out on the uh, One Piece Reddit Twitter account, always well, managing you're that. Like, you're more like a spokesperson, then, I guess would be the word for I, 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 that would That would probably be a, uh, a proper description. I'm more like the PR person for One Piece Reddit. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what goes on. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with what Reddit is, but uh, tell us a little bit about the subreddit, uh, the One Piece Reddit. Well, we've, we've really grown a lot in the last, uh, say, about a year and a half or so. I'm, when I joined One Piece Reddit, I think we had maybe 3,000 subscribers, something like that, but we're up to almost 20,000 today. Um, the One Piece, if you know how, anything at all about how Reddit works, Reddit is basically a, a site that you can create your own subreddits, uh, link your own stuff, uh, basically link anything from the internet. The, I think the the website itself, its uh, tagline is the front page of the internet. And One Piece Reddit is basically we just bring anything that has anything to do with One Piece and put it in one place. Uh, what are some cool things you think that the One Piece Reddit has done like in the last, in the last year or so? <clears throat> um, it's It's... It diff, every day we're doing something. I mean, I think in the, the coolest thing we've done in the last year is we've started a project to actually color all of the One Piece chapters. So this is basically all our subscriber base getting together. That, that may take a few decades or centuries. It, probably so. They, they've started with uh, some of the early chapters as, as well as some of the uh, later chapters, say, seven hundred from chapter 700 and on. So they're just focusing on that right now, doing the latest chapters and doing some of the early chapters. Mm. Cool. Right on. Um, yeah, don't show that to Greg. You probably get all anal about the uh, <laughs> about all the uh, you know all the the color palettes for characters. You know, the guy the guys that are doing it are pretty anal about it. They've actually got Great. their own separate subreddit that they get together and they talk about. It's called R Color Yonko. Nice. Oh and yeah, get, I, I saw a little bit of that actually. Yeah. And they actually get together and talk about you know hey what what should this color be? But I, I think I'm sure I'm, I've talked to Greg. I'm pretty friendly with Greg, and we've met like three or four times and. I'm pretty sure that it probably still wouldn't meet Greg's standards. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, well, we did forget to, or I should have mentioned also that we, uh, Andy was one of the, uh, Andy and I think it was Will uh, that we met uh, at uh, Odaiba in Japan and helped fi- help film for us. And as he knows, I am a terrible actor. Um, but was thanks it like, the, the, like 300 takes? I thought we wouldn't mention the number of takes. <laughs> <laughs> one take, Zach, that's what they call him. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. That's my nickname. Uh, but I do want to thank him a ton for literally being behind the scenes and holding the camera when we really needed a, a third and fourth person. Um, also, it was brutally hot, so I'm, I'm sure that was that made it fun, too. The cicadas were not helping. No. Yeah, I feel bad for Jose, who's editing it, uh, for the cicada noise. I think yeah. there's going to be have to be some dubbing. Um, I'm sure they'll put you in the credit roll. <laughs> Oh, no, no, yeah, he's going to be all over the credits, don't worry. But, um, so we also did, uh, we had the pleasure of doing some AMAs with you guys, and I, I think we all got to learn how Reddit works. I personally had no idea before doing that, and it was a ton of fun. Um, I think Steve and Ed were both there and could both attest to that. Uh, I wasn't there for done. too long, but I really enjoyed it. Love to do another one. We could do it again. What's up with my whispering voice? It really sounds like someone that's dying. I don't know. If you listen to Tsunami Faithful this week, then listen to me, and then listen to this. And it's just... 
Yeah, big, big thanks to you guys for doing the AMA. I know everybody enjoyed that. And no, thank you, man. Time. Thank you. I mean, I don't know. I don't think people normally care about our opinions, but it was nice to get some questions. It was fun. We just like interacting with our fans and One Piece but fans in general. For me, it was just just great to bring the uh, two segments of the fandom together that, that don't don't normally merge. No, I I agree. I, I think that's something that needs to happen more. I mean, I've at New York Comic Con and other conventions, I was noticing just how many One Piece fans there are, and I, I think you know at, at the, if that was not the case five years ago. I don't think there so, were that many. Oh, like I said, we're almost twenty thousand strong, and I'd I'd say maybe. Right before before you guys did the AMA, maybe five or ten people had ever mentioned the One Piece podcast, even though we have you guys in our sidebar. You know, when, whenever <laughs> I, says, when somebody said whenever somebody said One Piece podcast AMA, they're like, "Oh, well, who's that?" So it was it was good for you guys, good for us, like good to merge the fan bases. Yeah, and we definitely will do many more of those in the future um, because that was a lot of fun, and we have a lot of people who can answer questions. And maybe you know, I think Greg did a few questions, and Stephen definitely did some uh, on there. So if if you have questions for them, that's the place to ask. And we try. I think we answered almost every single one, um, unlike oh, yeah. some other AMAs. Right. Most AMAs, you know, if you're lucky if you get 10%, but I think you guys probably answered 100%, if not 99.9. Yeah, there were a ton of questions. <laughs> there were only like five of us on there. Dude showed up even for a while. Yeah, and uh, Firecrouch was there. Mm-hmm. I think I think Dude is already on Reddit, so he I think he, he was pretty good about answering questions and being. I think he was excited about being on it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I could see the dude being on Reddit. Um, well, a- any other cool things coming up or that you – you know, or anything about the Reddit you want to tell people about who are not on Reddit, why they should be? Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, when you go online, a community that's, especially with large communities for any kind of fandom, usually you get a lot of animosity. And I think one of the number one things that we take pride in at One Piece Reddit is we have a, you know, an unparalleled friendliness among among our subscribers. And I don't think that's something that you get a lot of other places that you want to go and just, you know, discuss whatever your hobby is. So that's, you know, that's a standard that we set very early on. You know, we rarely get trolls, and if we do, they're, they're removed very fast. And I think it's, you it's know, the, It's the internet. How, You're going to get a couple. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I think even for the internet, we just, I think we, I like to say that we set the standard. And that's just something, we, we, we were that way when we got, when we were very small. And I, I credit Semi-Zero, the creator of the subreddit, for that completely. And just, I think when you set that standard early on, it just, it carries on no matter how large you get. And that was a big problem with One Piece Tournaments that I used to visit back in the day when I first got into the show, circa 2006, 2007. There was a lot of trolling and uh, anger. Yeah, that was really, really bad, like, just before we started. And even as we were starting, there was a ton of that. Yeah, exactly. I think, though, I think we have, I agree with you, I think we've moved into a direction away from that, especially, and, and you're right, I haven't, my time on Reddit, I haven't seen any of that. I lurk a lot more than I post, but I still don't see a lot of it. Right, I understand. And we, we aggregate everything. Like We may not be the first person to get the news, but we, we put everything on One Piece Reddit. There's not a single piece of One Piece news or discussion or theory that you won't find. You, know, you might find it somewhere else faster, but you're not going to miss out on it. Just, I, mean, I like to say we could possibly be your sole source of One Piece news if you only had a limited amount of time per day. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what's uh, I'm just curious. What's because we we ask this at our panels and we do stuff at conventions, and I'm wondering like what's the acceptance level of like legal streaming and like uh, internet and um, online Shonen Jump uh, on the Reddit community? Do you have any idea? It's, any idea? 
it's an issue because for us, we are a global website. Right. Um, so as much as we do try to push the legal side of things exclusively, we still have to, you know, allow the certain links to come mm-hmm. out from other places because we don't want to feel like we're shutting out a large portion of our subscribers because, I mean, frankly, for now, there's only certain segments of the world that can get One Piece legally in a timely manner. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. unfortunately, the manga has a, a much wider reach than the anime does uh, these days, which yeah, is which is probably the, yeah. the superior, yeah. the superior, you know, mo- uh, method you know, of way, of, yeah. method of consuming, consuming One it, Piece. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's I, know, I know a lot of people like to watch the anime, though. It's definitely getting better, and we don't allow like direct for us when we do our weekly discussion threads. We we make sure that the posts are basically done in what we call a self post. Uh, no direct links to scanlators or to other uh, streaming sites for the anime. Well, I mean, that's just the way it's always going to be. At the very very least, we want to give the official product an equal footing with the unofficial. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, any other questions or anything you guys want to talk about with Reddit? Um, I don't know. Uh, What would you – I guess what what would you sort of say is like the – I don't know, your favorite – I mean, you did mention the positivity of the the community. I was wondering what what are your – like maybe one other favorite thing about uh, the One Piece community on Reddit? Uh, just the discussion. I mean, mm-hmm. every every single day there's something interesting to talk about One Piece related on the on the community. Somebody will just post a, a crazy theory, and you know, some of our our theory posts and stuff like that can go up into like 200, 300 comments, and people just discussing back and forth and bouncing off ideas. And it's amazing how right people get sometimes. You get some crazy stuff that people are just way off base on, but there's when it, I love it whenever somebody posts a theory, and then 30 chapters later, somebody links back and say, "Hey, look, you know, this guy got it right." You have an example of that? That sounds uh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I can't. Th- there's several, but I can't think of like right off like in this latest. I don't. I don't know if Oda's getting more predictable or the fan base is getting more savvy, but it just seems like every single twist in the latest arc. There's always been somebody that's gotten it right. It's probably a combination of both because when you go on for like 720-something chapters, it's going to get slightly more predictable, I, exactly. I suppose. Yeah. But he's still – I think he's still good at throwing some curveballs uh, in there. Maybe not every curveball, but some of like them. Like if there's – if you're going to do 700 chapters and if the fan base wasn't able to predict anything, then I would say that he was just bouncing stuff out of left field. Yeah, so yeah. You, you want to be able to get some stuff right. Right. I mean, it's kind of, it's like it proves your metal, uh, your ability to know one piece because of experience. I'm sure uh, there are other, I'm sure there are other manga where people can, can never get anything right. And it's not a good thing. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it, yeah, well, that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for coming on more, more importantly, thank you for, um, helping us out getting to Japan so we could meet you. Um, so I could no meet problem. you. I, I don't know if that was your first time meeting Greg, but. I'm, I'm sure we all really do appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Greg and I had met several times before that. Cool. Um, okay. I think that's everything. Unless uh, anything else you have left? or No, just um, if you want to follow us at, uh, at One Piece Reddit is the Twitter account. I've got my own uh, Twitter account, Zorro's Pride, if you want to see my beautiful face. But other than that, um, if it's One Piece related, I pretty much keep it to the One Piece Reddit Twitter account. So. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, thank you so much, Andy. Thanks for having me on.
this is a special piece together segment where we're taking your questions, comments, and theories live on the air. It's going to be crazy, right, Ed? Yeah, crazy. Um, so, with me taking your questions for the moment, Ed and Steve, and we might have others joining us as well throughout the hour. Um, we, just, we do this around once a year. We take your questions. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's often hectic and disorganized, but that's what the One Piece podcast is all about, so I figure... Why not? Um, and let's get our uh, first caller here in. You, you know You're on the air with the One Piece podcast. Who may I ask is calling? Uh, uh, this is Kate from Virginia. Hello. 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 What's your question? Uh, my question was, um, I have this like a theory about a crocodile and how he decided to take over uh, Alabasta. Was he got the inspiration from Don Flamingo of how he took over uh, Dressrosa? And that was kind of my theory. That makes you special. They are pretty right? similar to Flamingo yeah. and Crocodile and how they... Uh... I, think, I think it also proves how much better of a villain the Doflamingo is than Crocodile was. <laughs> you know? That's yeah, but, yeah, but Crocodile is probably going to come back somehow in some way. Well, he's yeah, out in the new world. Out. Yeah. 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 I don't know, Crocodile has this whole mysterious background thing that Ivankov was hinting about back during uh, during the war. Well, so that, remember, there's... Yeah, go ahead, Steve. If you remember, um, was it, uh, Miss Golden Week's cover story when uh, she used one of her painting things uh, and uh, the characters would take form of, like, what they dreamed of being. Mr. One was, like, a superhero or something, but Crocodile was a pirate, pirate king, I think. He was the king of the pirates. Yeah. Yes. So, so you know. But Doflamingo want, uh, wants to be king of the pirates too, apparently. And Luffy too. And, and Law and just everybody. Do almost. we know if Law Law said he wanted to? Actually, Law's I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure if he does. I mean, he's. <laughs> he said he was after the One Piece. So. Did he? When he, when uh, like when he said he wasn't like. Was sleep when uh, Beepa was like sleeping on it or not sleeping? He was sleeping or doing something. Yeah. He tells twelve like we're not going to the new world right now, but don't worry because One Piece will still be there when we go over there. So oh, that is true. He did say that. Yeah. Yeah. Now and now and in, in, I don't know how if you're current with the manga chapters. Are you? I am hundred percent current. Okay, so I'm just saying that he's willing to lay down his life right now in the current arc. So. I'm not sure if uh, getting the One Piece is his like his dream, like it's Luffy's dream. So I think it might be a little bit. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like a cover story he told his crew or something. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. You are welcome. Okay, we're getting our next caller right now. You are on the air with the One Piece podcast. Where are you from? What's your name? Uh, hi, my name's Richard. I'm from uh, England. Oh, cool. All wow, the way. Up late. <laughs> <laughs> well, the clocks have just gone back over here, so it's not too bad, actually. Ah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for calling in, man. What's your question? I was just wondering, um, before the time skip, uh, we saw a lot of people use Armament Hacky all the time. Uh, but now uh, it's always coloured, and you can see the, the black when they do it. Uh, is that, do you think, really there, or is that just Oda showing us that people are using Hacky? Um. I, I think it, it's well. For, that's for armament hockey specifically. Yeah, yes. I don't. Yeah. I don't think too many characters were using arm. arm uh, sorry, armament hockey uh, 
for a time skip. A lot of it's kind of like a lot of it was similar to what CP9 used, um, Iron Body. I think oh, it was right. a lot Thinking, more um, like that. Riley and um, also the the girls from Amazon Lily. And then you, but we, I think we mostly saw Montraki is what we were calling it. The, the observation uh, hockey. Or observation. Yeah, also the, 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 the emperor's said. hockey. Emperor's hockey also. So if they, they were using different kinds of hockey. I'm not sure that they were using uh, armament. Um, the, one of the girls was because they were like blocking Luffy's punches and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. I think, well, huh. I, think there's, I think there's like a basic level of hockey mastery. Um, and then I think I think Rayleigh is like oh and then you can push it to the next three steps. Mm. Okay, Maybe so that you think it's a, an evolution of the power of it then? Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean you can see by like how shiny and how like solid Virgo was when he was doing his <laughs> super armament guy hockey thing like two <laughs> episodes like ago. Look like a glistening eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I mean, like he is super shiny dark and maybe that's like the stronger your hockey is the more it shows uh on your body like that that could be that might also just be liberties uh, as as richard said uh that the anime is taking um i i mean there's definitely we've seen it, it was a cover page even with uh luffy and the armament hockey at least once so i i'd have to assume it's physically manifesting it could also be what we call uh what is it like retrospectively changing the way things are done. I mean, it's happened in One Piece before. I wouldn't be that surprised uh, if mm-hmm. Oda took some liberty in what he decided armament hockey should look like later on. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, thanks for calling in. Oh, thank you very much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, in, in the interim, we've got a lot of emails because it's still a piece together segment. And sure, uh, go for it. while we wait for calls, why not go through, you know, some good questions that you guys sent in for this week? Um, they're going to be long because they're emails, though. So why don't we start with a shorter one? This one comes from Noah. I just wanted to know what are your thoughts on the new tagline uh, that he thought of? So it's free of charge, he says. We're going to be <laughs> king of the podcasts. No. Maybe maybe for our podcast awards campaign. So, yeah. <laughs> I like. Otherwise, that. otherwise it seems a little too ambitious. Yeah, I don't know if, if we have the. There's uh, a lot of podcasts out there now. There's yeah. a lot of podcasts that I like more than our own. Whoa, <laughs> that's not cool. Um, next one comes from Liam Tasker, who asks: When Luffy defeats his first emperor, he said he wanted to defeat all of them. Uh, do you think he'll become an emperor? Luffy. I don't think he'll settle for Emperor. He wants to go... Well, straight. isn't it a stepping stone? Is it a stepping stone? I mean, stone? if you have to take down an Emperor, people are going to recognize you as a new Emperor. Isn't that what happened to Blackbeard? I, I believe that's true. I don't think it's a title you get to choose. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's one that's assigned to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, he also asks, why is everyone so sure Sabo is alive? Is it based on the cover picture of Three Cups in Front of Ace's Grave? Yes. <laughs> that uh, didn't, didn't that's see not his incorrect. dead body. Did not First see all, his dead body. Yeah, you didn't see his dead body. But um, second of all, it's funny. I, this year I brought this up in our panels. Uh, let, let's, let's talk about the, the grave site with the three sake cups at, in front of Ace's um, you know, gravestone. Luffy was on that island training. Luffy never left. And if he did leave, that's stupid. Uh, <laughs> but he never left. Who's the only other person that would know about that besides Ace who's dead? 
Sabo. Good point. It's yep. not, it, I, I don't see anyone else going out of their way for that. It's, and also, I didn't see, didn't see no dead body. And also, they were talking about when Dragon, when they were at, I'm not sure if it was the island or just the village that yeah. Zoro is from, yeah. they were talking about someone recovering and, you know, the doctors and first aid and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. The and didn't they even say, like, how could someone do that to a child? They said something I'm not along sure if that lines, was said. I think. I, okay, well, mm-hmm. I might be making that up. I'm, like, 99.99, even especially after what Steve just ran through, uh, 99.99% sure he is. I, I think most of the community agrees. There's definitely, uh, maybe, Liam, you're one of them, an ardent uh, sect of One Piece fans that think he is dead. Um, or maybe they're just trolling us. Some people. I don't know. I like to assume that people being sincere yeah i think people are i i will assume sincerity unless it is said that it is not sincere um his final question here is the straw hats are in the middle of law's plan to take down kaido uh assuming this is the kaido saga do you think that we'll run into moria soon since he has a history uh with kaido i would Mm. would definitely like that because he hinted at you know kaido destroying his crew way back in filler bark and i think it would be uh yeah <laughs> serendipitous yeah okay. no, that's 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 a good word i have no idea what it means but it's a nice word <laughs> <laughs> no it actually does fit I'm, not I'm not kidding <laughs> um really i'm not kidding i don't yeah <laughs> someone I'm tell him what the word means bastard i just like threw a word around i didn't even know i'm like does that make sense i um, that's the thing. I definitely would like to see Moria, or at least maybe a reaction on Moria. We know he's alive, too. So. That's true. And maybe he lost some weight. Oh, we got a call. Let's see who it is. Ah! You're on the One Piece podcast. Uh, what is your name and where are you from? Okay. Well, Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> do we, we lose him? Yeah, I, I think he's still not there. Oh, that's too bad. Well, this hopefully we'll call back. Yeah, hopefully this caller hey, will... Oh, who, who is it? What's going on? Oh, uh-oh. Did something happen? Oh, wait, what's going on? Yeah, oh, some, wait. Some, something did happen. Oh, no, what happened? Uh, Hi, Firecrouch. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to the show. You're on the air. Oh, it's so nice to be on the air. It's so nice, and I feel so warm and loved and cozy here with my podcast brethren and every listener out there and one piece podcast land it's so delightful to okay i'll shut up now yeah also because your phone's ringing <laughs> god yeah. damn it firecrouch Fire you're not the one taking calls we are okay uh, i'll shut up oh. <laughs> zach do you have any more emails to <laughs> yes, answer in the, mi- in the meantime um yes uh next one comes from duper and Duper asks, I recently discovered on AP forums that there are digital colored versions of One Piece done by Shoeisha. Uh, I was wondering that if you, uh, Stephen, he's mentioned specifically, oh, this is for Stephen. Um, well, we could try and answer it anyway. We could ask him again when he comes on next week. But um, if we know anything about if these color versions are ever going to be translated or distributed by Viz. Uh, I don't have a credit card, so the ability to buy volumes with PayPal is the only way I am able to do so. I would buy every single one of these colored volumes in a heartbeat if they were translated and put up on Viz's site. Actually, I think we did talk about this a few weeks ago with Steven, didn't we? Yeah, when we had the color chapter in Jump. I want to know what the answer is, but I'm just going to guess it, so you guys tell me what I missed. Okay, guess it then. 
Um, that maybe it's like too costly to put like colored. Okay, first off, paint. put your phone away. Firecrash. Fire Fine, I'll turn it off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't th- no, honestly, like I really thought it wasn't gonna be loud. I'm not joking, so I usually would turn No, it okay, off, stop but... talking about your phone and talk about the question. Gonna... Oh, okay. No, I just and I think I was even on when Jason I think this was even on one one episode I was on with Jason long ago where I think the thing was that it's too costly or there's licensing issues of putting colored pages in digital volumes. Yeah, but I think it, here he's specifically saying, since Shoeisha is doing it, I think exclusively for the mobile app uh, users in Japan, um, whether or not it would be possible that that would come over here as a second, you know, a, a new one-piece print. Uh, yeah. Or, or that would be nice. Volume. I mean, I'd pay extra for that. I would, too. I would, And the thing is that, I, th- I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, if uh, that happens, I think we have a real chance to see the Zolo to Zoro change because it's a whole new print run. Oh, um, they said and that Log too. They Town said... and Rogue Town, you know that that kind of stuff. Yeah, I okay. know. Alexi, Alexi Kurtz talked about that, right? He specifically said, like, if there's another run of One Piece, like another release, then that's possible. Yeah, he said that. I think on the Shonen Jump podcast, and he might have yeah. even used the like a color run as an example, like a color. Uh, print run. Uh, we're getting a real caller now, so let's take it. You're on the air with the One Piece podcast. Uh, what's your name and where are you from? My name is Robert. I'm from Georgia. Cool. Right on, man. What's your question? Hey, uh, I have a One Piece question. I'm actually on episode, I think, uh, 287. So I have a long ways to go to catch up with you guys. Uh, so yeah. is, are you, what are you watching? DVDs, man? Yeah, I'm watching the DVD, the Funimation release. Is, is Firecrouch in the building? Yeah, he is. Oh, boy. You got <laughs> Firecrouch has to be the coolest guy I've ever heard on a podcast in my life. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm the coolest guy. <laughs> I'm the coolest guy I ever heard on a podcast, too. When I listen to myself on a podcast, I go like, oh, that guy's so cool. Who is he? Oh, wait, he's me. Yes, awesome. I say the same thing, and I'm like, Firecross, the name is so uncool, but the person, gosh, he makes up for the name. Aww. So, man, I, I, my real question is, if I'm at episode 287, mm-hmm. and I'm getting to the point where I'm in Water 7 deep, and I'm like, wow, these episodes are going by really slow, should I really keep watching? What should encourage me to keep watching one piece at this point? You don't read the manga? Uh, I do read the manga. I'm not as uh, far in the manga as I am in the, the actual. Uh, I started watching the DVD releases uh, last year, mm-hmm. and really I... got into it. I collected the collections, and I'm all the way up to season five, Voyage Two. So I'm debating on getting Voyage Three. Okay. I... Um, sorry, Firecrouch. Oh, you answer. You go first. All right. Um, uh, Voyage Two is a rough set. Because right. half of it is filler. Right. Uh, even though Voyage 3, they've sprinkled in some uh, Boss Luffy episodes. Um, the thing is, it, it definitely, at this point of the series, the pacing uh, is Takes changed plunge, yeah. dramatically. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's, that's what I noticed the most, the pacing change. Even though the episodes seem like they're more dramatic, more epic, the pacing change has slowed me down just a little bit. Yeah. Um, the, no, but it gets, I mean, the... Every arc, I think, from this point on, has sort of a slow, a slow thing going on in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. But all this stuff, at, and all this stuff at the end is always really good. So I feel like 
sometimes you just have to deal with some of the slow episodes because the payoffs are always uh, are always so good, at least in my, and, from my point of view. And the alternative is always if you you know if you're really dying for the next set or you want to get mm-hmm. through it quick. If you're looking for right. speed, the manga is definitely the way to go, and it's getting increasingly or more cheaper and cheaper to actually uh, have that as a format. I think what was it, Ed? They had that set for like twelve volumes for. 40 bucks well, yeah, or something like the all like uh four, like three omnibus uh, four omnibus volume but they're not that far they're not up to like any lobby and past that yeah yet. but it, it's a it's a and especially digital is a, is a really cheap and quick alternative but if you enjoy the anime i'd say keep chugging along um it, it you're you're gonna hit you're hitting a rough spot right now though i mean it's yeah yeah, uh, no, but, uh, it, yeah. i still enjoy it it's still good the manga is beautiful uh, but yeah. I, I absolutely adore Colleen's voice for uh, Luffy. Yeah. So I, awesome. I have to listen to the dub. I just, I, I'm in love with the dub. Yeah. I can't help you. can always do enough. both, too. Right. And the uh, the Japanese is, is pretty good, but uh, I just love the dub. I love Karina. She is wonderful. Oh, my goodness. That's nice <laughs> but, to hear from a dub fan. Yeah. And um, if, you, if you haven't heard it before, there was an episode we released in january 2011 we had an interview with colleen on that episode and we may interview her again in the future maybe hopefully yeah we we went and uh, visited funimation studios we got to interview her for the first time it was really nice okay you said 2011 yeah Uh, episode one episode 150 if you're in if you're interested 150 okay i'll definitely check that out thank you guys all right well we're getting another Uh, call but uh thanks for calling in thanks for calling in all right stay strong keep watching because trust me not to sound like a mark it it just gets better and better that's all right i'm a mark too yeah nice Oh, I didn't get to answer the question, but that's okay. You guys pretty much said exactly well, what exactly. Well, you can still mind. you can still answer because oh, the gosh. the other person uh, hung up. Uh, maybe oh. he'll call oh, back okay. soon. But no, uh, answer yeah. it. He'll he'll listen to the podcast and hear your yeah, answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Basically, like I'm just going on what you guys are saying. Like I know it can seem like a lot of work, but it's not really work. It's a show. It's just for entertainment. And it's if you really enjoy it, it's not going to matter oh, how well, long here, it takes. Here's our next one. Okay. You're live on the One Piece podcast. What is your name and where are you from? Um, hi, I'm looking for Amazon customer service. Uh, I need to return my Pacific Rim. Is uh, is this the right place? Yes, it is. Um, what what uh, may I? What uh, is wrong with the? What's hi, wrong? With hi, everybody. It's Jose. Surprise. Uh, are you uh, Jose from the Tsunami <laughs> Faithful podcast? At dot That's like my 12th favorite podcast. <laughs> it's yeah. a happening, everybody. It's the oh 12th favorite podcast. Yeah, everybody. We did it. Uh, quick cameo, because I wanted to give you guys a quick One Piece podcast update. Um, OPP Japan, you mean? Actually. Yes, One Piece podcast goes to Japan update. Yeah. So now I say Japan. I keep not saying that. <laughs> That's the um, whole point. <laughs> yeah, that's the big that's the big point. Uh, so I cut together a trailer that we can't use. Um, that is uh, simply because of the music. So I've decided to go ahead and save it. And uh, once the movie comes out, because we can't give you any footage of the movie, uh, we're going to give. Uh, I decided if we can just go ahead and give it to the Kickstarter guys, uh, whoever donated anything, we'll just go ahead and give you an exclusive little trailer. Uh, after the movie premieres, whenever that is. So you guys get a free little trailer. Nice. Because I don't want to get rid of it. Right on. Thanks, man. <laughs> you, sh- you shouldn't. I mean, you've been doing such a great job with all of that. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a quite the effort. US Universal Studios Japan has really been uh, the, not the bane of my existence, but it's taken a really long time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's there's a ton of stuff. A there's, there's a lot yeah, of stuff there. There's a lot of stuff in it, and um, hopefully we'll have the translation problem kind of figured out because, as I mentioned on my podcast, which just came out, uh, the the uh, I have a buddy of mine who came back from Japan. He moved back to Miami, and I'm going to make him sit behind me and tell me what people are saying. <laughs> so, uh, so the project's going very well, um, and we hope to we hope to show you guys some more stuff pretty soon. Uh, I am planning on doing another trailer once I'm once I'm a little more comfortable with where we are because uh, we are kind of rushing it uh, to get it out as quickly as possible uh, at the same time putting a lot of effort into it so we're not like rushing it to get it out the door but putting a lot of effort and just being quick about it That's um, a good thing, and man. yeah all good things all good things uh, but we hope to have a trailer another trailer uh, out pretty soon I'm, I'm probably gonna get to it this weekend and uh, we will probably start looking at approvals from everybody else. Awesome. Um, cool. Thank you so much for calling in, whoever you are. Yeah. I'm a complete stranger. Now I now I seriously need to call Amazon customer service. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I hope you uh, enjoyed Pacific Rim as much as you could, even though they didn't deliver it day and date. Yeah, they did not. Those bastards. <laughs> it was from like a week ago. Anyways, uh, enjoy your podcast, guys. I hope to listen to it later and hear myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you're assuming this is staying in. Okay, bye, Jose. Uh, no, it is. Bye, it's, everybody. It is. Bye. Bye. Have fun watching Pacific Rim. I liked it, too. I like you. <laughs> Thank you, Fire Crouch, for that input. <laughs> is, there, um, is there another caller, or do we have an email? Uh, we still got email. Uh it, it, it ebbs and flows, the callers, and the thing is, they all come at the same time, and then people get scared off and don't call back. That's just how that works sometimes. Anyway, uh, next one comes from No Name. He has No Name, uh, but he does have the number 69 after that, so Firecratch will appreciate that. Oh, LOL, Raffle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this one says, Do you think that Funimation releasing the sets quickly will result in another long hiatus? When they announced season four, we had to wait uh, another year for them to release it. Uh, so even if they announce season six now, we might not be getting it until the end of the year. And there will be uh, only about five collections this time. So that might be an even bigger gap uh, between the collections as well. What do you guys think? I think um, we'll definitely have more, uh, more Voyage sets next year. Steve? Firecrunch, someone? I am, you know, it's always good to have, a, you know, more product faster, but ultimately sometimes it helps to slow down because uh, for different reasons, like first of all, like not everyone, you know, makes as much money as another person. So if you release something too quickly, they might not have the budget to keep really like buying them. True, yeah. And, you know, the fact is like, it's always good to have a buffer because if in the, if the chance that you do catch up too quickly and you don't if you keep up the same release schedule it could catch up before you know it and then the release schedule just gets jammed i mean you have to you have to strategically make sure that everything is consistent but if you release it too quickly it catches up too quickly well you have to have some kind of buffer and i think the japanese companies and american companies understand that i think there will be a hiatus eventually i don't think it's going to be as long as season 4 i'm sure there are a lot of factors with that one and I think they're having strong sales, and it's doing well on Toonami, so they have enough, they, they're secure enough that they're going to be able to release stuff consistently, but they have to be careful to a certain degree. That's my opinion. 
Uh, Steve? Um, yes. <laughs> um, wow, we're getting a lot of Sabo questions this week. Uh, this one comes from William. Uh, with all the speculation lately about Sabo possibly being alive, how is this lately, by the way? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, we've been saying it the whole time. I th- when, when did we last see Sabo? Like two, three years ago in the manga? It's been a while now. Yeah. Anyway, and X character really being him as an adult, uh, do you think that Oda might be pulling a fast one on us like he did with Tashiki and Zoro's friend? What's her name? Uh, Kuina. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he might be just trolling us with characters who just resemble Sabo, but in reality are completely unrelated, and any resemblance is just deliberately coincidental? Thanks for taking the time to read this and for the great podcast. And that's from Morgul. I said his real name. But yeah, go on. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, I think that, I don't know. I, go ahead, Firecard. No, I was just going to say, like, I'm not caught up, so I'm just going to listen to you guys. Okay. Well, no, Sabo has not yet shown up. Well, no, I know I was going to ask, actually, since, okay, I have a question. Like, what, what, why is there more speculation lately, even though I'm not no, caught it, up? It's it like, makes it's no like, sense. Yeah, I, it's like you yeah, said. It's been, yeah, like, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> is that a fire crash? That's all no, I mean, I'm saying like, yeah, like what is what is going on? Like, what are they talking about? It's well, it's ev- I mean, it's I, I get people are always speculating. It's always something that people will speculate about. I, Ed and I had the theory that it was the guy in the top hat, but I, that's looking less likely. Uh, and you're what are you up to now, Fire Crouch? What chapter? Um, yeah, I'm up to chapter. I have a ways to go, but I'm still, you know, I'm still way into this new arc, which is great, by the way. Glad um, to hear chap- that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you were... seven. Yeah, what were we gonna say? No, go on, go on. Yeah, seven oh six. There's some cool highlights. I think a lot of the people in the Doppelmingo family are retarded, uh, more retarded than I've seen before, which is which is a good thing. They're retarded in a good way, and they're and they're cool fighters. I am so confused by everything that just happened. Um, but yeah, no. Baby uh... five is retarded. Well, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know if Especially I used that based word. Based on what yeah. we saw for in the anime this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, in the end. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it... I, you know the guy in the top hat, though, in Doflamingo's crew that we saw back in Punk Hazard? I don't know if you remember that fire crouch. What is his name? We Well, we just found out his name. We didn't know it. And you don't know it yet. You'll no, find out see, what his name is. That's the thing with Dress Rosa is, like, there's so many different characters getting introduced. Like, I can't remember all of them. Well, anyway, there was a guy in a top hat... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it like that. And it, I don't think it, we all thought Ed and I thought it was definitely Sabo, and now it's looking less likely. Oh. Um, I was really like positive about it for a point in time too, and now I'm like my dreams were shot. So maybe yes to answer the original question. Maybe he is just trolling us. Um, okay, we got a lot of questions this week, like a lot of piece together. So it fills in the gaps uh, from calls. Uh, This one's from Ryan, who said, I was curious about what you guys thought about how Kaido would be revealed and what his powers and... Oh, well, you know what? We'll talk more about that in a sec. We have another call. Great. You're on the One Piece podcast. What's your name and where are you calling from? Oh, hey. Uh, (laughs) My name's... uh, (laughs) I don't really listen that often. I saw there was a number up to call. I just figured I'd try it because I like One Piece. Yeah, if you have a One Piece question, ask it. Uh, sure. Well, tell us uh, tell us who you are and where you're from so we have some sort of idea. Oh, okay. My name's Alex. I'm from Pennsylvania. Cool. Right. 
I have to do the oh. Larry King first. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you oh. what do you want to ask about? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what do you guys think about? Uh, you're all caught. I mean, yeah, yeah. I would hope yes. so. You're all caught up oh, on yeah. the manga, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost. Well, he doesn't count. Cover your ears, Firecraft. <laughs> oh, well, uh, <laughs> this isn't going to spoil anything. It's just it's a character I'm sure you've already seen. Uh, Fujitora. Oh, he's a badass. Oh, he's oh, fucking he's... awesome. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a beast. Yes. Is he, is he not retarded, Firecrouch? <laughs> he, is su- he is super not retarded. Like, he, like, I think, like, they're either, like, retarded, which is, like, they're funny, crazy, and then they're, like, retarded, like, they're freaking awesome. Like, they're, they don't... The FCC is going to be all over us if they theoretically had any power over us. Uh, but, Alex, what's, what, what's your question about Fujitora? Um, we don't know too much about, we know he has some kind of gravity powers. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if it's like a Logia or not, but we've seen him. He only uses his power when he's, he's like moving his sword. You think he even has a devil fruit or do you think his sword has a devil fruit? Well, I think we actually saw him. I, I mean, I think we were seeing him use it when he was on the ship eating ramen. Um, oh, that's true. And the, the ship was floating. And the yeah. ship was floating. So I did I, not consider the ramen. Yeah. He did not have the sword when he had the ramen. And I don't remember when he uses it the first time in the bar. Did yeah. he use the sword? I he did. kind of got it like unhinged slightly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I think it I, the sword probably enhances the power, or he probably knows how to use the sword with the. I power. think it's like a, it's more like a, a fo- it's like the fo- a foxy style power. Where he shoots a beam or something. And he slows things yeah. down. Well, yeah, you see the concentric circles uh, yeah. going up into the sky before the meteors shoot down. It is a really awesome power. It's yeah, probably he's... one of the coolest I've seen, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking he's just Paramecia, but it's interesting that the first uh, he's the first Admiral that's not a Logia. Well, it's whatever the class, I'd, I'd agree with Ed. It's probably that class of Foxy kind of power because it's, yeah. it's a beam kind of. Definitely power. Paramecia because. Yeah, yeah, that's all the was, superpower stuff. Yeah. If it was Logia, he'd be gravity himself. So then wouldn't. Yeah, like, I don't even know that. Everyone would be like sucking towards him because he's gravity. I don't know. That would be yeah. pretty cool too, but no. also kind of useless probably. You know, you know what would be a cool devil fruit power? Uh oh. A turning uh, into a no, like seriously, turning into a star. Like you could have so many powers. You could like melt people's faces off. You can like do supernovas and crap like that. Like that would be destroy, the most. Awesome. You destroy the entire. Anyway, I'm not even you getting into the science the universe, of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's the, universe, the best the power. The fact that you're a star and you're just moving around. Yeah, you. Uh, thanks for calling in, though, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no problem. This, this was uh, interesting. <laughs> That's usually <laughs> what it is. Yeah, but th- th- thanks for calling in. All right. Uh, see ya. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Take care. Uh, we have our next caller in. Um, right. So you're on the One Piece podcast. What's your name and where are you from? Hi, this is Saifan from Texas. I called last time on the call show. Oh, hey. Oh, uh, cool. Nice to hear from you. Uh, what, what's uh, your question, theory, comment, whatever? <laughs> I commented on this on Grandland Gaming a couple of days ago, but um, do you think there's any connection between uh, Lola's from the Rolling Pirates, uh, you know, Marriage Proposal Lola, uh, mm-hmm. Rolling Logan, and Big Mom. Because they Rolling all have Logan. similar... <laughs> they all look very similar in their names, just... Mm. I don't think Logan is related at all. I think that's just a 
strange coincidence, but I know uh, Big Mom being Loa's uh, mother was a very popular theory way back when that was first, um, when she first said that. Yeah, and we can see um, if the lips are a big characteristic from the little bit we've seen of Big Mom, she does have very distinctive big lips like Nola does, and I think that's that might be a family trait. So I think a lot of people think, I think that Big, big Mom, Mom also has pink hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, a lot of uh, parents and children in One Piece almost look identical. So. Hmm. I, I mean, think yeah, that might just be Oda. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it but it'd be a helpful clue. Yeah. Even if it is another thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts, anyone? You know, it's oh. odd that you say that, and I'm looking at Rolling Logan's lips, and he also has very weird. Large... Well, he looks weird in general. Yeah, but it's, you know, he does have very distinctive lips. Yeah, that's why I thought there might be a connection. Plus, Rolling Logan and Lola from the Rolling Pirates just. Yeah. That's a good point. That is a good it's point. An, it's just a random theory I came up with when I first heard his name and his appearance. Cool. Right on. The, thanks for calling in. All right, and happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween, oh, too. too. Yeah. Thank you. Spookalicious Adios. Halloween. Spookalicious. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. That's for sure. Anyone that so listens laughing. to the One Piece podcast news segment knows what Spookalicious is. Uh, thank you, Sai, for calling in. Okay, I've never Adios. heard of it. <laughs> Later. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm we have our my... next caller. Uh, you're All live right. on the One Piece podcast. What's your name and where are you from? Are you there? <laughs> nope, we lost him. Um, okay, well, if you could still hear us, try calling us back. Um, they can't hear us, Zach. Well, no, here, here it is. <laughs> oh, okay. You're live on the One Piece podcast. What's your name and where are you from? Uh, Joseph Sutori, and I'm from Philadelphia. Cool. Um, so what's your question, comment, theory, one piece thing? Okay, my question is, for the manga, who do you think is going to win? Chicago or Don Quixote Do Flamingo? Money going Do Flamingo win it, even though I'm a big team off fan. I don't know if that's ever going to finish. I feel like something may stop that from completing naturally. They get interrupted, but I have my money on Doflamingo. Yeah, I would also have my money. I mean, Law has already said he's willing to, like, die, so... when And he's not in good shape right now, either. Yeah, I mean, when you say, like... I'm prepared to die. That's that's not a good indication of you surviving. That's just my point. Yeah. And then again, Jinbei said he was prepared to die to save Luffy. Mm, that's true. But I don't like Jinbei, so, you know. Well, you don't I mean, like Jinbei. Jinbei? <laughs> but he says Luffy-kun. How do you not like Jinbei? He's like, he's definitely one of the more respectable Let, characters. Okay, let's not get into Jinbei. <laughs> no, I, I want, want to talk about it. <laughs> I want to talk about Jinbei, actually. We don't. don't that's not why he's calling in, though. I want to talk oh, about. I'm sorry. So, yeah. What do you guys think of the uh, of the law, Do Flamingo? Well, thing? I mean, Law won't die. I, I mean, it's One Piece, and although Law does have similarities with Ace, I don't think he's going to be dying. Um, but I, I, at the same time, I don't think he's going to win. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm more. I'm most likely that the fight is going to get interrupted by something. Yeah. So, can I speculate? Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not caught up with this part, but, I mean, I'm aware of it. And, I mean, just just guessing by how I've been used to One Piece over the years, like, I honestly um, am hoping that Doflamingo doesn't get beaten until he fights Luffy. Like, I want that to be the buildup of him just, like, beating everyone up. Okay. And 
that's it. Yeah, like wait till Luffy fights him and then he gets beaten. It'll be so awesome. We got another call coming in, but thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. No problem. Right on. Thank you. Well, they did. They did hang up in the middle of that, but uh, fire crouch. Um, but we still have more emails, oh. so we could still ask some emails while we wait for him to call back. Him or her. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, this one's from Ryan. We were going to talk about Kaido and uh, revealing uh, what his powers and personality would uh, be once it's revealed. Uh, what do you guys think it's going to be is the question, but he goes into his theory. Uh, since he's forming, He says since he's forming an army um, along with the fact that people refer to him as the strongest creature in the world, he thinks that Kaido is eating a zoan fruit. And furthermore, uh, based on Kinemon's hatred of dragons... Um, and with the fact that the failure of the devil fruit uh, found in Caesar's lab that turned Momonosuke into a dragon, he's assuming that Kaido ate the real dragon dragon fruit um, and was commissioning really Caesar idea. to uh, try and make one that included, uh, make more to include in his army. Uh, regardless of whether this ends up being true or not, I feel like Luffy butting heads with a monstrous dragon man hybrid has the potential to be amazing and fights with Zoan users have been my favorite due to relying on pure physical skill, like with Luffy versus Lucci and Ennius Lobby. What do you guys think? Oh, God. That's that a very be, good theory. Oh, God, that would be awesome. Yeah, Steve, I, what do you I, think? I, I like that. I, 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 I got lost through half of that. Okay, do you think that Kaido is going to be a dragon dragon fruit user? Kind of be ironic, considering uh, there was a character named Dragon. Um, I think we all possible. assumed. That I thought it was also there. possible he could be um, a lion, but probably. Um, yeah, I could see that. String culture is like king of the beasts. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> sure I actually, is. I actually came up with something weird just now. Like I was thinking, like maybe it's not necessarily a a, a zoan fruit that literally turns him into an animal, but he has some other type of weird power that's related to animals. Like I don't know, maybe. He has the power to control just any animal, like anything that's not human, and maybe he's just making this army of zone for users because he can mentally control them or something. I don't know. I'm just just something I came up with out of my imagination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. His 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 theory has evidence and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I I think it would be cool if that was a power, like you had the power to control animals. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's um. I Kinnamon's relationship with dragons, I think, was was interesting. Yeah, um, I, I think that I think that's a really cool reason to think that. Um, oh, we're getting another call, so uh, here we go. You're live on the One Piece podcast. What's your name and where are you from? Oh, oh cool. I got through. Um, this is um, Ash Day. I'm a sinner of DLC316. I'm calling from Australia. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. How, yeah, how's really, it going? Early morning for you there. Um, seven thirty at least. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, how's the weather? Uh, it's going to be summer soon, right? Uh, yeah, it's summer, so it's quite sunny this morning. Nice. Um, okay, so, yeah, what's your One Piece question, comments, theories? Um, I'm going to comment. The punk has it up. Not the punk, um, the, um, the latest art going on. It's on the tip of my tongue. Dressrosa? Um, yes. Um, with that art going on really well, it's got positive feedback. Um, where would you like it to go? It's a good question. Like, is it? Uh, what, like where where do you want it to? Where, first, I'll ask, where do you want it to go? Um, well, I just wanted to have a um, good, I just had a good start, middle, and 
a good start, and I think we're in the middle of it. So I'm hoping it gets a good end with it, a little bit build up to the next arc. Uh, Ed, start with you. Uh, well, I think. Sort of, go ahead. No, no, because um, it's sort of at the free arm X structure. We've had the start of it, we've got the middle, and then the end, like the third arc, that's going to lead into the next arc, probably. Um, how would you like that to go out? I think it's going to lead into uh, a conflict with uh, with Kaido directly because of the the SAD production and, and stuff like that. And mm, I don't think yeah. I don't I don't think we're going to have a final fight with Doflamingo. I think that will all sort of. So I don't think we're going to have any resolution at this because I mean half of the crew has already escaped to another island. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a kind of Baroque works. I think we're still in the middle of it. I, I was kind of thinking this would be that, like, Alabasta showdown. And it does, it is a lot like Alabasta. I mean, we talked a little bit earlier about Doflamingo kind of being like Crocodile, like a much better Crocodile. Um, but at the same time, you have a lot of stuff looming on the horizon. You have Zoe, where half of the crew is now heading to. Um, you have, uh, you have uh, the Kaido. The tournament, right? Yep. Um, there's just so many little elements happening. Yeah. That, yeah, there's a lot of places it could go. Uh, Steve, Firecrouch, any thoughts? Um, actually, no. I, I know I'm, I'm not far enough to know where to guess where the arc could go as a whole. All right, just well, like, then Steve. <laughs> well, I had something to say, let, but Steve. Okay, no, 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 go ahead. I'm, I'm having okay. fun, Firecrouch. No, okay, whatever. Um, I was, like, thinking, I'm sure, like, this has been discussed before, and I haven't gotten it uh, far enough with uh, the character of Becca, but I've skimmed a little bit. I know of the character, and I'm sure people have talked about it. I think it would be cool if she was the one that got the fire fruit and joined Luffy's crew. Ooh. I think that would be, I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, I really Steve? don't think, uh, go ahead. If Steve's there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's gone on for so long. What was the original question? <laughs> Where do you want Dressrosa to go? Um, great places. <laughs> You're so uh, succinct I, 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 I don't know how to answer that question because I'm not making one piece. It can be so unpredictable. Yeah. And the thing is, um, it's no surprise. I'm also a wrestling fan. And a lot of people in the <laughs> internet wrestling community bitch and complain because they should have done this and they would have led to this. They're pretty much – they're booking how they want the company to be. I don't, I don't want to uh, – I'm not complaining. Yeah, I don't want to book One Piece. Um, I just want mm. it to kick ass. I want it to be a great story. I want there to be some interesting twists. Um, I just <laughs> – one thing I'll say is I want a flashback. Yeah, definitely. That's mm. true. Who do you want a flashback of most, Steve? Uh, Oh, what did you say? Uh, I thought you were talking to me for a second. No, no, yeah, who? Yeah, who, no, who you want, because you're calling. I don't know. I'm, on I'm guessing time. what, yeah. I'm guessing what you guys said, we're probably going to get the old flashback from another set, um, like set bit, from another view. Uh, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know. Because we got the um, flashback from Rebecca's view, and now you guys said, um... It could be from the um, soldier. Um, maybe. Uh, yeah, I was it's possible. Kinda, I was really hoping for. Um, I definitely want to see Kid Law. I want to see. I want to see Spunky Teenage Law in uh, the Doflamingo family, the Don Quixote yeah. family. And they could be like a duel because it would, both of them would be in it. 
That'd be nice. Yeah, sort of like with Fishman Island with Tiger and uh, Otohime. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's a good point. That's all. That that's all I ask out of this arc. Um, everything else, um, I'm along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I'm ex- I'm expecting okay, cool. a law flashback. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Thanks for calling in. Yep. Thanks. See ya. Have fun over there Bye. in Australia. <laughs> I will. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. We're getting calls from all over the world today. This is really cool. Yeah. yeah I don't I like think Australia. I don't think I've ever really experienced that before. Uh, I want to keep experiencing it. It's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, we were, I, I guess we could go into our next email. I think we fully answered the, uh, last one. Mm-hmm. Um, actually we do have a Twitter question from someone who can't call right now. Um, it is from, uh, Sora who said, uh, thoughts on Doflamingo's fall from the celestial dragon perch. And we're spoiling the hell out of Firecrouch, but... Uh, and the future of the character and law. Uh, also, shout out to Doe Flamingo for his bossness and being a cool version of Spider-Man. That whoa. actually is accurate. Whoa. whoa. Since when was Spider-Man not cool? <laughs> hey, you know what? Doe Flamingo always says, have, great power comes great responsibility. Have you never seen, said that. Have you seen Spider-Man 3? Uh, you, can't, you can't have that as your basis. No, but because then it's like then everyone's like, "Oh man, Batman's funny, right? He talks like this." And I'm like, "Yeah," because he totally talked like that. And everything else, every incarnation ever. So shame. <laughs> no, on I'm pretty. Guys. I'm pretty sure that's how he sounds every time Frank Miller is drawing him. So yeah, <laughs> a comic humor for men. <laughs> wow, and that's and, the voice of the goddamn and, Batman. And, and then there's just terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah, big boy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thoughts thoughts on uh, where Joe Flamingo has come from, how he's fallen, anything with that? No, he's he's fucking crazy. Sure, he's freaking I'm crazy. Pretty sure he was a punk ass, and the Celestial Dragons didn't want to deal with him. I would believe that. That sounds I mean, that sounds right. I mean, he was smoking when he was a little kid, so yeah. he probably got in trouble too much. That think- that's true. I think he was just a rebellious, spoiled brat that just, you know, went crazy, got his way, and just took advantage of everything. Yeah, I, I but we, it's it's so weird because we have that SBS thing, you know, where, where he was uh, poor and not what you'd expect from a celestial dragon. Oh, so was, okay, now I'm learning something. Oh, there's an SBS. Oh, okay, well, I didn't know that, but now I know, and knowing is half the battle. That's what they say. G.I. Joe. Okay, Okay, we also have one on Facebook. It's a short one, but I think we could answer it pretty quickly, too. Uh, What is the Barry to U.S. dollar conversion rate? (laughs) It's roughly Uh, a yen. Yeah, I think it's exactly yen. Yeah. I must say that's a priceless answer. Basically, one Barry is is one cent. It's one cent. Yeah, um... That's 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 about right. But Luffy's bounty is like what? Luffy's bounty is four million dollars. Think about it that way. Oh, that's nothing. Uh, we have a caller, so. All right. You are on the air with the. Oh, here, here we go. Sorry, <laughs> you are on the air with the One Piece podcast. Uh, what's your name and where are you from? If you're there. <laughs> Hello. I already had a question earlier. I just want to join in. Sorry. Oh, well, you, you could ask another question. 
Okay, earlier I asked about the Flamingo and Law. Question, new one. Have you noticed One Piece has got a bigger fan base since Ace Death? I think it's just gotten a bigger fan base every year. Like every, like yeah. ever since, um, you know, it ended on board, you know, on Cartoon Network years ago. It slowly built up a fan base. Like it, it took, it, like I think it coming back on Adult Swim or Toonami was kind of like it just slow. Like things were just building up to it. Like I, it, you know, like we didn't know about Toonami's existence and like coming back until two years ago. But I think it was just slowly but surely happening because of the fans supporting it and constantly talking about it. And you know. Even, like, people like us on the podcast, like, we're just dedicated to telling people about it because we really like the show and the manga. Uh, thanks for calling in, though. We have another call, so thanks again. You're on the air with One Piece Podcast. What's your name and where are you from? Well, hi, guys. Long-time listener. Uh, and blah, 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 blah. My name is a dude, and I'm from Maryland. Hey, dude. Wait a second. You don't wait a us. second. Wait a second. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. this, this lesbian. Well, uh, I just came on, guys, because uh, I'm I'm I want to tell you all about a really cool thing I'm doing uh, in Baltimore this weekend. Hang up. If, if, hang up. Hang up. Hang up. <laughs> hang up on him. Oh, 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 I see. That'd be hilarious. Uh, look, if any of y'all are in the Baltimore area this weekend, there's this really cool thing called Super Art Fight. It's basically high contact dictionary. If you've been to an anime con around the uh, East Coast. There's a good chance you've seen it. Uh, I'm going to be there uh, doing all sorts of crazy art shit. So you all should come and support me, and if you can't, then uh, it'll be streaming on superartfight.com. So uh, please, everybody, check that out. Uh, it's also for charity. It's for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and uh, it'll be bonkers cool. You have my word. <laughs> okay. And, and that's my plug. And uh, I hope you guys have a rest, great rest of calling show. Thank I you. Love all of you. Don't, I love you too. Don't you have a One Piece question? Yeah, you you need to ask a One oh. Piece question, dude. Okay. Um. Uh. What do you guys will think will happen to Sanji and the gang? Are they gonna go to Zo, or are they gonna come back and rescue the the Bill Strawheads? I don't know. I think considering no one really listens to Law, mainly Luffy, I I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> wow, that was a great answer. I feel like they, <laughs> I feel like they don't want to leave them behind. But I don't know if they're willing to trust Law because they because I think Sanji's even picking up. It's like it seems like you have an ulterior motive here with Doflamingo, and um, yeah. I think there might be some mistrust there. Mm-hmm. That's a true story. Well, thanks for answering my question, and more importantly, thanks for the plug. Hey, uh, and don't forget to go to OnePieceOfficial.com to watch your favorite One Piece episodes online. And also, OnePiecePodcast.com and support this great podcast. And I am out. Peace. Later. Yep. I love you guys. Hey. Actually, maybe we can do a little, little, you know, little, little, like, you know, five cents, five cents a minute type thing. Because, I mean, I would, I would love to get my rocks off. Oh, a telethon? I love telethons. <laughs> okay. I gotta go. Okay. Pretty See sure that's not what he meant. Yeah, I don't think that is. <laughs> I love watching public Bye, dude. television. Bye bye. Um, bye bye. Yes. Steve? We, should, we should hire that guy or something. No, that's a stupid idea. We don't take people who plug for no particular reason, right? That just sounds of, like a bad idea. Um, I know a lot of people that would do that. They're crazy. Uh, why don't we do uh, our favorite segment? Uh, Ed, what's it called again? 
Peace the tweet. Yeah. yeah. No piece together segments complete if we don't do a little piece of the tweet at the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we start here with um, Illusion Devil Fruit, who says in the game Pirate Warriors 2, Law says something about uh, stealing a throne that was rightfully his. Any idea what he was talking about? That's interesting. Yes. Oh, yes, I do know what he's talking about. No, not to sound like such a sarcastic. I wonder what happened 13 years ago. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Read the manga, I guess, is the answer to that. Um, And even then, you won't find the answer. Keep reading the manga. Yeah. That's that's what I meant. Uh, Yeah, he could be talking about Dressrosa. Um. Okay, this is the, he also asks, if there is space for one more crew member in the Straw Hat crew, uh, I wish it would be a writer, someone uh, that could have documented the whole story. What do you guys think? Or who would you want? Isn't that kind of... Oh, wait, we, we have a caller, so let's okay. just get to that first. Never mind. Uh, hello, you're on the One Piece podcast. Uh, what's your name and where are you from? Uh, my name's Michael. I'm from Miami, Florida. Oh, cool. Um, and oh. What's, your, what's your One Piece question? Um, I wanted to know if you guys, uh, if I can order Absolute 80s off of your uh, website. Uh, of, of course, yes. Oh, hey, this is Doc. What's going on? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> uh, that I knew. But I don't think everyone, I don't think everyone else did. <laughs> um, how's, I'm how's, so how's, lost. how's uh, the SSAA podcast going? Does that give a good hint there? Great. Uh, good. Um, where, where could they Boston. find that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, oh, wait a minute. You're a doctor. I forgot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. You're from Miami, too. I forgot you're from my. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Okay, keep Love going. Well, who else? Hey, sorry, Gratch. Okay. You jerk. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just wanted to do like a kind of quick thank you for the the discussion you guys had on, my, on our live uh, episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No no, it was it was really interesting in, was, to get yeah. to get a different perspective on it. What was the discussion? Oh, well you talked about gender roles in one piece essentially. Um, yeah. and where it crosses the line. Which I we also I we, we do agree. I just I don't think uh we're It just as, makes me glad that Tumblr uh, that One Piece isn't popular on Tumblr, you know? Yeah, yeah. It probably is for for different reasons. Yeah, probably. Uh, if for mm. for those who don't know, uh, Doc and everyone over at the uh, Ask Backwards Anime Podcast had a 24 hour marathon celebrating their 100th episode. And coming from fellow 24 hour marathoners, we know how tough that could be. Uh, yeah. How how was it making it through that? I uh, I don't know what happened halfway through. <laughs> I know, like, the stream dropped a couple times, which is great, but we managed to pull through it, and luckily the mics are always on. We're always recording the entire time. I think I twerked at one point. I don't remember. That that sounds like something you would do uh, in hour 18 or so of, of that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, wanted, I, I, I just wanted to call in and give you a you know, nice little personal thank you for that and uh, leave you on your guys. And I'm sure more, more people more important than me. I'm trying to call in here. No, I think we're just about done anyway. That was so. actually, um, yeah, yeah, 8 o'clock was the, was the cutoff, so uh, you're our last caller. Yeah, probably. congratulations, Doctor. You win nothing. Yay, yeah, thanks a lot, Doctor. <laughs> Shut oh up. My God. 
Oh. <laughs> Doc could hold his own. Don't worry. Uh, right. Thank you for calling right. in. Thanks a lot. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Thank bye. You, doctor. Bye, Doc. Bye. Uh, so another successful uh, call-in show. Um, we we have had... a few more Twitter questions if you want to do that. Oh, yeah. Why don't we go through some Twitter questions if we still we have, like, get two some more, more calls? Two more t- well, we'll still uh, answer them. But, Ed, you want to go through them then? Yeah, sure. Uh, Persian version asks, what is the best One Piece reaction face you've seen so far? Ooh, <laughs> it's got to be Eneru, right? No, Eneru, I mean, I don't know if Eneru is the funniest one, but it's definitely the most memorable one. How about when Sanji gets kicked in the balls? Like, Not even like, close. Eneru. No. I don't even down. remember when Sanji got kicked in the balls. That, 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 like, the Eneru is such an icon. That face is so iconic. Like, I don't know how... But what about what was also about Eneru's face was at the whole the whole time. Yeah, was known to be just like a cocky and calm individual, and and then of course, oh yeah, he's gonna get pissed off when um, he realizes that he can't, you know, strike Luffy, strike Luffy with lightning. But and then what we weren't expecting was him to have like a total mental breakdown for a moment. (laughs) Still, hands down, I think the best reaction face. I think Usopp with the Tontadas is also good. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That definitely was part there. of my fave five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And the last question comes from Gurren Star on Twitter, who asks: Is it possible for the Tontadas and Usopp to inadvertently rescue the fallen warriors in the toy? Ed, you got cut off for a sec. Oh, is it possible for the Tontadas and Usopp to inadvertently rescue the fallen warriors in the toy pit? Yes, because isn't isn't where they're looking for right now the factory under the Colosseum, and isn't the toy pit also under the Colosseum? Hmm? Seems it seems it seems cromulent. Yes. Okay, our our cromulent of the day has been used, which I think means I haven't have not said it in the piece together for a while now. Last week you did. I did. When, when someone asks, you haven't used the word cromulent in a while. <laughs> hey, we have a, one last caller. We might as well All take right. one. All right. Okay. Hey, you're on the air with the One Piece podcast. What's your name and where are you from? Hello? Um, you funny if oh. Up being fired. Oh. oh, hey. Hey, there you are. Hey, there you are. All right. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your name? Where are you from? Um, I'm from Will. I'm from New York. Oh, right here. Cool. Yeah. And uh, what's your One Piece question? Um, my question is, I was thinking about it, and I thought, do you guys think that the uh, soldier statue that, I mean, not this, the uh, gladiator statue that Luke saw, uh, like that guy, do you think it might be possible that he got turned into the one-legged soldier toy, which is why everyone forgot about him? Uh, we were, I think, on the podcast, we were assuming, uh, I think the name is Kairos, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think we were assuming he was Ricky. Um, although we do think there is definitely a connection between Ricky, the Thunder Soldier, the One-Legged Soldier, and Rebecca, we know there is some sort of connection with the three of them. Um, who knows how or in what way. But um, I, I think, I, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think most of us were thinking that it was Ricky. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you also think Ricky time, is, yes. is, thun- is Thunder Soldier. That's a lot of people for one person to be. <laughs> That's three people. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's possible. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's just because, you know, we may have one opinion and you haven't. It's, anything's possible. It's one piece. Okay. Um, All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. All right. Okay. See ya. See ya.
Uh, so we are now we are done. Yeah, uh, that, um... that was our last caller. Uh, we had calls from in Europe, from Australia, from all across the United States and North America. So this was a, a really cool uh, call-in show. Uh, we definitely plan on doing one of these again in the future. We will. This is something we do every so often. I try and do it like twice a year. Um, and it's going to happen when there's no manga chapter. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Keep, keep your eyes and ears to the ground in a few months when we do this again, when there's no manga chapter. It's not going to be you know, in the, in the very near future, but we really enjoy doing this and it's really cool to talk to you guys out there directly. Um, I wish we could do this every podcast, but it's just, it takes a lot. (laughs) It takes a lot. Um, and technical glitches and stuff that you may not notice, but they happen anyway. Uh, thanks Ed, Firecrouch and Steve for uh, sticking around. Okay. No problem. Uh, thanks to guest callers such as the dude jose and doctor for calling in uh check out all of their shows respectively actually the dude doesn't have a show but he was plugging something so check that out he's uh, um, doing a super art fight yeah do we know when that is did he say I think it's uh, this coming weekend in baltimore yeah. i think this coming weekend in baltimore okay cool I think so um look it up if you don't uh and the ssa podcast and tsunamifaithful.com uh so let's get on into our next segment this has been the unofficial one piece podcast episode 292 uh for the week of monday october 28th uh we're really rounding out this year it's it's getting uh i think we only have like seven or six more episodes left um and i've only been on for like half of it uh this was a really good episode today. Uh, thank you so much, Steve and Ed, uh, for that interview with uh, Stephanie Young. Hopefully, we could have her on again uh, in the future. Yeah, she's just really, really enthusiastic about playing the character that she gets to play, and she, I think, she really relates to it well. And I think that came across in the interview. So uh, it's always great to speak with her. Uh, and thank you all so much for calling in uh, another very successful call-in show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, a little more seamless than in the past, too. Um, aside from Fire Crouch uh, trying to call in and failing miserably. Um, yeah. <laughs> I said it. Uh, so, uh, next week, the manga returns. Uh, Steven will be here to talk a little bit about Volume 72. Uh, provided that it will be out and available to him. So as long as it is, uh, we'll be talking about it. It's going to probably be a really long episode, but uh, probably a really good one. Uh, So make sure to listen for that. Uh, We've also scheduled um, the Strongcast Platinum again, provided that we actually have it in hand, which uh, light stuff usually doesn't, uh, isn't usually a problem. So I think that'll be out Monday, uh, November 18th. Um, and hopefully we'll get some special guests also for that, so uh, stay tuned. Um, and I think that's everything coming up, uh, except remember the podcast awards. The uh, final round of voting starts November 1st. That's this week, so make sure to go out there and vote for best entertainment every single day. For I think it's 15 days. Uh, all you have to do is press a button and vote, and you're good. Um, I think that's everything, though, Ed. So how could the good people out there contact us? Well, Zach, they can contact us at OnePiecePodcast.com, uh, YouTube.com, Twitter.com, Facebook.com, slash OnePiecePodcast. Don't, to go, don't forget to go on our forums at our website. Um, 
Let's see. One Piece Podcast at gmail.com is our email address. One Piece Podcast is our Skype name. Um, One Piece Podcast.tumblr.com. We still do that sometimes. Yes. Um, yeah. No, we do. Uh, I, I've been trying once in a while. All right. Um, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe on the Stitcher Smart Radio app. You can also call us on our phone number, Zach. That phone number is 347-497-MAJI. That phone number again is 347-497-6254. Call anytime. Call anytime. With your questions, comments, theories, uh, we really enjoyed all your call-ins today. And it's really nice to have that phone number used once or twice a year. Uh, <laughs> no, really, thank you. You could call anytime you want. If you didn't get your question through, you could call, leave us a message, and we will answer it on the air. It just won't be that kind of live interaction with us, but we'll still answer your question. Um... So uh, I think that's everything. There's just one more thing I want to mention, and that is that uh, we also asked on our survey, um, which you could still take. Uh, we still would really appreciate your uh, feedback but um, about the design and the layout of the site, and that is because we will actually be updating our website within the next month or two, uh, hopefully. Uh, and I, I want to put out the word there is, is that if anyone wants to volunteer uh, that uh, has any sort of graphic design experience, uh, we're really looking for someone who could who could help on that front. So please contact us um, and let us know if uh, if you can help us out there. Um, but I think that's gonna uh, I think that calls the quits for us today. Thank you, Fire Crouch, for uh, coming on the show. Hey, no problem. Anytime, bud. Um, and so for the One Piece podcast, my name is Zach. My name is Ed. My name is Steven, for Steve, for... Okay, goodbye, everyone. Um, and so, for the One Piece Podcast, my name is Zach. My name is Ed. My name is Steven. Or Steve. Or... Okay, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Oh, I guess I'm Firecrouch. Everyone's a retard. <laughs> it's it's like the movie Friday where we switch bodies and you get to experience what it's oh like. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's Freaky Friday. Oh Friday God. is a different movie. <laughs> It's Friday, Friday. Gotta switch bodies on Friday. Did I say that's the stuff of nightmares? I think I'm in a nightmare right now. Can I wake up? No. (laughs)